back and they're cheering. The flag man's excited for me. And it was a good race. Anyway, I mean, we can go into that story. When we're, are we recording or not? I just started it. Well, we, uh, that story is way better from the beginning anyway. So. Well, start it over. So we're going to start with the first win story? Yeah. Yeah, before we get introduction, you want to go ahead. Okay. Tell well, us how this goes. Well, I had pretty good momentum from the night before at um, Humboldt. I had one of my better runs at Humboldt. I took the lead once, I think, and um, the caution came out to go back. But it was a, it's a good three, four-car battle. Early it was me, Kidwell, Tyler Kidwell, and Brian McGowan in 22. So we were going back and forth for first, second, third, and – Eventually, Brian spun out, but he kind of showed us, showed me the bottom. I don't know if Kidwell ever saw him down there or not. So I figured out the bottom a little bit, and I passed Kidwell once, and Yale came out, and I think Jolly eventually passed us both on the last lap. Kind of a, he entered in the corner a little better than I did, got across my front end and slid across the race. I got past Tyler, and I ran second at the line with Tyler. But I knew I had a car that could have won that night, so I had a lot of momentum when I woke up the next day, and we were going to Caney, and uh, Tyler was on an eight-win streak there pretty solid so I was excited to go and when I woke up that day I was really excited to see what I had I've been there once before and I was pretty good and it was just one of those days I knew I had something knew I had something I could win with and had a lot of confidence in the car well whenever you start telling that story Dylan said to bring up the front stretch what happened on the front stretch after the win did he get quivery chin or I thought that's what you're oh, doing I wasn't uh, even there Dylan wasn't I even know. there I mean he texted me that night and says what are you doing? I said, I was in, I'm like, I'm in bed. He goes, didn't you win tonight? Why aren't you out celebrating? I was like, well, I don't know. I live in Chanute, Kansas. Not much to do here. Didn't celebrate your first win? Not too much. No. Oh, we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys are imagine. wild. Oh dude. So it was, uh, it started out at mom and dad's house after, after the race is over is me and JC Morton, his wife, destiny, my buddy, Austin Fletcher. And I feel like there's somebody else probably there too, but it ended the night me riding the roof of Austin's truck after we left the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's a way yeah. better ending to the story. You'd have thought we won the Daytona 500. I was so happy. My deal, yeah. I was just, I was really excited to actually go to Caney. It was one of my grandpa's better tracks, and dad won a bunch of races there. He won in my B-Mod a few years ago before that. And we, it's always real sloppy there, and they make us pack the track. They don't have pack trucks or whatever. So we're out there packing the track, and they put us all on there with the stock cars. And those stock cars are idling around the track just so slow. I couldn't hardly keep my car, my wheels turning. And finally, I spun out the wrong way, packing the track. <laughs> so, like, and I'm the only one of the few B-Block guys that are, like, competitive still on there packing the track because my dad's a real – I mean, he wants me to pack the track. He wants me on the track. He wants me to help get the track ready So you're competitive at packing a track? No. Just one <laughs> of the, is that what you're saying? One of the few competitive B-Mod guys that was He's packing the He's the second track. best track packer. I think I'm number one. Yeah. yeah. We went to 81 <laughs> Speedway where it's the same deal one time, and they were, like, trying to hot lap, and my dad was scraping mud off of my car on the pack stretch. It's Jumped just, on the crap track and was scraping mud off of it. Yeah. It's just like the the – Bullring or whatever when they asking B mods to pack the track. I'm pretty sure I made two thousand packing laps that yeah. night. I mean, Dad that wanted me on the track packing it to prove a point that we're here to race and we're gonna make the track. That and was that's me. how he is. That everywhere. was me when I first started. I don't, Dad never really said anything about it, but I know deep down he hated it because I'm a hot lap warrior and I was always all about packing <laughs> the tracks. And I, if we go somewhere new, I definitely want to pack the track. Like at Las Cruces, is it's the worst because it's so sandy they drowned it. They have to. And I'm, Dad didn't go, he didn't go on that one, but I know if I'd have pulled back in, he'd have been shaking his head because the car was the the, de the deck was sagging. There was so much mud on it. So I'm I feel you. I'm the same way. I It'll, like I like how you say you go somewhere new and you like to pack track. I do too. Just to, not even to see the race track. Just get to familiar with what it looks like when you're on the track. Right. That way you're not looking around when you get ready to take the green or whatever. You know what it's gonna feel like 
if like Salina's kind of in a hole or whatever, you know, right. the, the, just the feel of the, the shape the, of the race. Yeah. And the yeah. shape. And sometimes you can see some irregularities when you're out there or feel it and find the grooves and stuff. I and that helps too. Probably talked about it on here before about going to Deer Creek, but Boone last week was a really good example. It's like, you need to be on the track before you make laps at speed because I was, I've been at Boone like for six different years and visualizing it from the stands or from TV or whatever is two totally different things than seeing it in person. Deer Creek was, Deer Creek was a total surprise. It did not race like it appears on TV. So that's for people who listen to this that don't race. That's something to really take take in. Is it's not it's not what it looks like. I promise. The Boone was Boone was a, a huge surprise more more so than Deer Creek. It feels big and sweepy from watching it from the stands and even from the infield. It feels that way, but it's not, it's not. So if you get out there and get a feel for the shape of the racetrack. You're not going fast. You're not learning anything, but you got something to a little bit of memory bank stored away. From when you blow off in there the first time, you know what it looks like. Yeah, so. and Deer Creek's a, a weird place. I've never raced there. I've crewed for Dad there a lot, and I feel like like one heat race we're like set up for the top, geared for the top. The first three heat races, one on the top, one lane on the top. We get out for our heat race. Dad takes the lead early, just ringing the top. All of a sudden, Chris Finnegan just moves to the bottom, just slows way down, and just passes everybody mm-hmm. from 12. And, like, the next six heat races after that was stop and go. Like, it's like two different racetracks comparing, like, and the groove just changes, like, within two laps. Yeah. Everybody told me it raced like Springfield. So I was like, all right. Yeah, yeah, I don't see that. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 never, I would have never told you that. No, it doesn't It doesn't race like I mean, Springfield. I've never been on the track there, but I would never explain so, it like that. I haven't seen much much news on it. Did you go to Lebanon with your dad? I didn't get to go. I, of course, I'm still going to school full time. I couldn't. I was going to go over there Saturday. And then we have a parts store at Caney where we service the racetrack. It's just like the one at Humboldt. we got a building, fuel, all the necessities. And the guy that runs it was sick. So I ended up going over to Caney and watching that little late mall show down they had. And, um, man, it was endurance race for sure over there, <laughs> as always. But, I mean, the fans love it over there, and that's what they expect to see. And that's how they prep the track, and you get what you get. And it's always a show, and it's up on the wheel when you go over there. Caney late models are badass. Chris like was, when MLRA was there, they had some solid their late models. Cars yeah. they run weekly. It's a good show. Chris was wanting to go. I thought it was the week before. He was wanting to go, and I had never been there. And I, I told Peyton about it, and he's like, "It's it's elbows up kind of deal." It's, it's fun. <laughs> it it, it so, honestly is. I keep a cushion, and sometimes there's a ring around the bottom, and just you can beat guys getting into the corner. It's it's a lot more technical than it looks. Obviously, Kidwell's got the the technicality of it figured out but i mean i've stalked him enough the last few times i i kind of figured out a couple of moves that he has that he's really good at um he's dominant on restarts and it's a restart track i mean every four or five laps there's a restart and that's since, that's where he's killing us since he works for you does he cheat no <laughs> but this <laughs> but the question is my, my definition of cheating is anything you can get caught with and if candy doesn't tech then how can he cheat yeah well i see the the politics on facebook of people <laughs> thinking he's cheating I don't honestly think he's doing. I don't. Think I think he he's good there. I think he's it's his place. He's, his natural ability is perfect for that racetrack, and he's he's a natural wheelman. Well, he's turned it around the last two years tenfold. If you ask oh me, yeah, he's sure. he's a solid racer. So, what was your dad's takeaway from the Lebanon race? Have you talked to him? Any- I haven't got to talk to him much. Uh, I sent him what I sold at Candy. I was really excited. We had a good night, <laughs> and he texted me back. This car is not good in the slick, and uh, I texted him back. Well, it hasn't seen a slick racetrack. I mean, Humboldt, two or three nights, but I was terrible both all them nights. And then Caney, and then we were pretty good at Wheatland one night, but I ran the top in the moisture the whole time. I just mm-hmm. like everywhere else. So 
we just got some work to do. We don't have a notebook to go off of since it's a new car we built in-house and everything. And I think that might be why he's running it this weekend. He hasn't said anything. I was just telling you about that earlier. Mm-hmm. Like, he hasn't called me unless he needed something this week, and it's all business-related, and he's been busy. And I texted him and said I wanted to run Caney Friday, and then I see my mom post on Facebook that John will be driving the 98K. <laughs> and I'm like, he doesn't usually run a weekly show car. And I'm pretty sure I'm better than him at Caney. So, I mean – Oh, no, that's that's <laughs> that's a bold statement. Let's see I'm, head to head. Is I mean, Caney two nights? One night, five hundred to win weekly. Why Friday? Uh, I don't know. That sprint car special. Those damn things. I can hear Dad text a talking you now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've seen my laptops there and his there. We're we're pretty equal. He's probably more consistent. I, I'd give him that. Yeah, I'd say. So, uh, I I mean everybody kind of knows between the two of you your introduction and stuff. But take it back to the beginning whenever you first. Your first real racing memory, like, I don't know, I don't think, your dad's not forceful by any means, but what, what what point was it that you realized that you're gonna race? Like, I know you guys have probably wanted to your whole life, but at what point did you, Kenton, decide, I don't know. I want to be a race we car We begged driver? him. Yeah, right. all the time. Uh, he, <laughs> like, he, t- he said no, or? Did, it, he, he wasn't was, into the go-karts or anything like that, because he's always gone traveling. Uh, what, what is your take on it, Dylan? I feel like we were always asking to race all the time, oh, yeah. wearing it. Yeah, we and Carson's the same way. <laughs> we had I got to run a go kart one time ever. I think we went with the Phillipses to Wichita at the Kansas Coliseum, and I just made some laps. I didn't even do any good, but we did that one time. And he was in like the yard cart class. We took the restrictor plate off of his blue Walmart. <laughs> that cart. thing would <laughs> roll after you got the restrictor plate off. I was there was two or three of us in the yard cart class. And I ran like third out of the three in the heat race <laughs> or whatever. And Scott Green comes over there and telling Dad, you just got to pull that restrictor plate off, you'll win. And Dad's like, no, no, he doesn't need that. So Dad was worried about me. He's like, you don't have to give it all the gas if it scares you or whatever. I don't think I ever lifted. <laughs> I was up on the hay bells or all over the place, but I, I never lifted all that thing. We had the, we had a wooden block on the gas pedal, so I get down all the way. It was, it was good times. And we, he would race that in the yard beside our shop, and I would race like a 90cc Suzuki four, or a dirt bike. <laughs> yeah. And we would just race each other all the time. But, yeah, I, we don't we trade for him. dirt bike to go-kart, do we? That doesn't go over well. No, he, he rode my dirt bike one time, and I had the coolest helmet ever. It was like a yellow and black custom. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was a custom-painted deal. I'm sure they made them yeah. all to look like that. But I was really proud of that thing. Kept it in the case and cleaned it all the time. And my dad made Kenton or made me let Kenton ride the I bike. I didn't really like, want to. He just wanted to see because he I knew know, I was a gasser. I think he wanted to see if I could hurt myself, and yeah. he was right. I had a little wooden jump. I was like, uh, I was like Jeremy McGrath, and I knew this wasn't going to go well. I did not <laughs> want him on my dirt bike, and so yeah, he gets on it, rides probably five feet, starts getting the speed wobble. And yeah. the whiskey, up, whiskey up, throttle came into effect. Ends up flying into a thorn bush, and we had to like surgically remove him from this bush. And I'm pretty sure he scratched my helmet. That's the worst part of all: is you getting your helmet scuffed. Oh, I was yeah. mad. Yeah. He was. He didn't talk to me for at least two weeks after that. Really? Yeah. It was, See, it was a sore, sore subject. I stayed on the go kart from then on out. Never. I don't even think I've been on two wheels since. Has we your, flipped the go-kart a few times. Yeah, I knocked the, the tire off the Well, two wheels, we race Razor scooters every day, too. Well, I mean... <laughs> and bicycles. Yeah, two bicycles, Razor scooters, yeah. but two wheels with an engine, uh, I've stayed away since then. What's... Uh, I totally lost my train of thought here. Oh, yeah, at any point 
because your dad's been a career racer at any point. Your dad trying to tell you, no, 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 you don't want to do this. Can oh, yeah. You, he said, <laughs> no, no. I mean, he no. doesn't say you don't want to do this, but he says if you ever want to have money, you don't want to do that this. That would be my – if anybody asked me now, like if, if in hindsight, if Jaron would have walked up to me and said, Ryan, I think I want to race, what do you think? I'd tell him don't because you don't have time, you don't have money, and your thought, your thought process is blown away. So I, I would tell them it takes no. away from a lot of things. And I mean, I'm not going to say I want to have an enjoyable life without it because I mean, there's some things that I could have explored and been better at, but for sure, I don't think I could ever have it any other way. Maybe if I would have never gotten a car, it'd be different. But I think I, if one of you guys stepped out of it, you'd be the outlier. Like you'd be the black sheep of the family. <laughs> he just didn't have, my dad didn't have enough time or money to really do a whole lot with us and mm-hmm. go-karts and everything. It's real expensive. And but, he raced for a living. And we <laughs> race. Him and I got to hot lap turf cars one time, which were the 600cc the micro sprints ever. with the lawnmower tires instead of the Hoosiers, mm-hmm. whatever they want. That was the first time we were ever on a racetrack was at Caney hot lapping those. My dad said he was like Jack Hottenshield. I think he popped a wheelie before we even got out of the pit area. Probably. And he said I was more like Billy Moyer. I think I lapped him three times. <laughs> I was in the wrong gear. I didn't. I didn't understand all the shifting and stuff. I was. I was fairly. Whatever wrong. gear pops wheelies. That's the one. That I was, was the one I was in because I had no momentum, but I could pop a wheelie all the way down the straightaway. So you're lined up for your very first gig. What is the pressure in your first modified? Your first race car oh, i remember this race what is okay we'll go to that second <laughs> what is the the pressure because i don't i know everybody's telling you because it was just like me a lot of people thought i was gonna go out and wreck a bunch of stuff so yeah. it's a little different on my end but i know a lot of people's probably telling you it's no big deals make laps blah, blah blah what was the pressure from in your head like because you got your dad who's an animal and you've got all and dylan was your, running good all of your heroes around you everybody all your peers you've grown up with they're just you're ready to make an impression, but they want to see what you're going to uh, do. No, my, my very first heat race, my goal was to get out there and make laps. I didn't ever have to worry about me wrecking anything for a long time because I wasn't fast enough to catch anything. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I almost wrecked a bunch of stuff. I think I spun out when they were coming around to lap me in my first heat race. The wrong way, coming off of Fort Humboldt Uh-oh, with the crate The wrong engine. way? Yeah. Uh-oh. I, I ran out of talent <laughs> big time. So, I don't know. Like, I was not a race car driver for the first two years I race at mm-hmm. all I mean it, it was a good night if I made all the laps was like, it, it took me a long time to figure out how to make a circle was your was your dad boss man or was it your dad when you were first getting going because I've seen him do both to you a little bit <laughs> I've seen you come I think in. it's always both I don't I don't, I don't it never had it it's yeah. been so long I mean I say it's been so long I started when I was 16 so like the I, I kind of blocked out the first year and a half or so because I was I was nothing to be seen I mean it was it was almost like he needs a straight stock or something. <laughs> like I was not good. Dylan was. Hey, those way are better. not easier to drive. I don't think. I've drove. <laughs> no, I've drove one. They're I not. Mean, yeah. But yeah. Dylan, on the other hand, was pretty good off the get go. My fourth. Know. Yeah, my fourth night out, I led almost all the feature yeah. at Humboldt, and I spun out in front of Jeremy Chambers. I was racing <laughs> with him, and I saw him come up beside me on a restart and got nervous because he was he was awesome. That was yeah. when he was winning everywhere. And that thing. I was just but. joking with him at I-35 last <laughs> year about, like, always being in the way or whatever. And I didn't really realize who I was talking to, and I seen him later on that night. And I was like, oh, shit. That's, he's won everything <laughs> and everything around. So I had to apologize to him. He, he let me eat it a little bit. <laughs> Not oh, Jeremy. Yeah. Jeremy's but, a good dude. I love Jeremy. 
So what happened? You said that you remember the first race of his. Was I don't know if it was the first night. It was one of the first nights. But <laughs> we were in the feature, and I was running decent third or fourth maybe, and I spun out and had to restart at the back. And, of course, Kenton's back there. So <laughs> I think we started side by side and go down the straightaway, and I drove off from him, run down in the corner, and someone just destroys me running into the corner, and there's only one car behind me. Of course, it was <laughs> – I didn't I didn't even think about it at the it time. It was single but I got, file, and you checked up for somebody, I'm pretty sure, and I wasn't Yeah, I checked up it. to turn. <laughs> I wasn't going to. I got – I was ready to go. <laughs> cornhole big time. <laughs> And we finally pull in. I was like, who hit me? And I look over, and Kenton's car comes rolling in. There's steam in the front end's flat. <laughs> I was like, oh, that, that figures. <laughs> yeah, I misjudged that corner a little bit. Do you want to hide? He, he decided no, to finally a, go fast. That's pretty much what happened. <laughs> I mean, my competitive nature always goes up when he's around. That was but. the first time he decided to run into the corner. And <laughs> the, the speed it was supposed to go, and it actually like got over on the right front and stuff. I mean, like, oh, some, what's light, some light bulbs came on after that. I mean, what did everybody say about that? No, they all shrugged it off and laughed. I, mean, I didn't. T- I didn't spin them out. I just. I only think it bent the front bumper. I think he might have exaggerated on that one. It bent your front bumper. I don't. I don't know about that one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. You guys, it sounded like you had it pr- pretty okay when you first got going. Because when I when I raced go karts, I was holy terror. I ran over everybody. I'm, when I say I, ran I wasn't over, fast enough to hit anything. When I say I ran over everybody, I'm not shitting you. I ran over everything. <laughs> yeah. So when I got in a race car, it was the most exciting time for a lot of people to <laughs> right. watch watch someone go. And I was a big letdown because I didn't, I didn't get to run people over until mid season. <laughs> <laughs> so I won a. There was a two day show at Springfield. I won my first the the first night, and I was Kyle Bush that night. Well, the second night in heat race, it hadn't wore off yet. And I've slid job a guy from about five cars out, and I monster trucked his valve cover. Ooh. <laughs> Just, I mean, I probably started at his foot box when I, <laughs> when I was sliding him, tore a fuel cell out of my car and stuff. So I got exciting later when people were stopped worrying about me running stuff over, but it got better. Yeah. <laughs> Some people might still say that I do that, but not quite like I, don't, I used yeah. to. Not quite like I used to. <laughs> when I'm, when I say, like, Luke Hanley, uh, was my first indoor race uh, at the Indoor Nationals. Luke Hanley helps uh, Brenda, Brenda Willard. And I had never watched a race like that, so I didn't know the bump bump and run stuff. I was used to racing at Rex McCroskey's house where we had some manners. And <laughs> he bumped me and moved me out of the way, and I just I lost. I freaked out. <laughs> so I drove through the infield. Michael Stake was the flag, flag guy. I drove through the infield <laughs> in the corner and just T-boned him. So from that, like a couple weeks after that, I started talking like I was going to get a, a race car. So everybody mm-hmm. was like, oh, that, yeah, it, <laughs> here we go. Yeah, anticipation was, be, was real. This is going to be awesome. But yeah, he wanted to fight. And I didn't know why he wanted to fight. He ran me over. But he Sorry did. you hit me, Bob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tanner Calhoun. Yeah. Sorry you wrecked me, Bob. Yeah, Tanner Calhoun. I'm sorry you ran into me. Yeah, that's what I wanted. To, <laughs> that's what I wanted. You to. know how many times I've ran that through my mind while I've run somebody back down? Like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, wow, well, that guy. That, Carthage that night was so mad at him. Tanner did the same thing. He just monster truck. He just monster truck this guy, and that guy came over there wanting to fight. And he's like, "I'm sorry, you ran into me." And that guy was just baffled. Like, what the? What are you talking about? That's still one of my all-time favorite races. Be about the lines. best line you yeah. can throw out. It's like yeah. next of the Bobby Allison deal. His his nose ran into my fist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, that's, yeah, that, that's one of my favorites for sure. Okay, so we we're at. Uh, 
We're, I'm supposed to be asking you stuff, but <laughs> go ahead. No, I got a lot yeah. to say too. We got all night. <laughs> um, we were when we were at Boone, uh, the Thursday night race. That guy, he like kind of flipped on top of my nose, and once we got out of the car, we we're standing there watching him get everything picked up. And uh, I was like, man, you know, your car really did a number on mine, and his shit's still on the <laughs> on its side. And he looked at me so puzzled, and I like nudged him. I'm like, you tore it up real bad, and he still didn't know what I was trying to. <laughs> Because it was it was nothing nothing could happen. He got wrecked, and then I wrecked into him. But he, right. I had to find him the next day and tell him like I wasn't trying to be a douche. I was just trying to make some funny out of it. And yeah, still wasn't having it. No, I he, think I saw you on the video, kind of smirking a little bit, and talking yeah, to him. Yeah, I was like, your car did a number on mine, man. <laughs> and he was like, but my my car's junk. I'm like, yeah, mine's too. You <laughs> went right over his head, did it? Yeah, I thought something bad was going on though when we first landed because everything was stopped. And I like took my steering wheel off. I'm like, shit. And that guy, I could hear someone yelling, get me out of here. <laughs> so I thought something was on fire. So I started trying to get out. My damn Hans is hanging up on the seat. So I look like a dumbass. I'm sure they videoed me doing that. But they didn't get any video. I mean, no. they were the worst at catching any other wrecks or anything. You heard red flag, red flag, horrible crash on the back straightaway. <laughs> yeah. And they're still showing like someone eating a hot dog in turn one. Imagine that. That yeah. Hans deal doesn't seem like that big of a deal getting off when like you're in your car. But when you get out, it's like everything's hung up, and you're like, there's nothing that could be hung up on. Yeah. I don't know if it's because it's not in the same position, but I don't know what the, I looked like a doofus trying to get mine off the other night. I was, I, for some reason, everything was cool and we were stopped. So I was just going to unclip it and get out. Like, I hardly ever get out with it clipped. And I unclipped one side, I, I guess, and I heard that guy freaking out. So when I went to get out, the left side was still clipped, and then. The upright part of it got stuck on the headrest, and I tried crawling out twice. And I'm like, my neck was bending. I was like, what the, f- what is going on? So I sat back in there, and I, I reached back up one more time and, and held it on my way out of the car and found out what was going on. Because I make fun of people for getting out of their car with helmets on. Have yeah, I got out of mine. With, <laughs> yeah. I got out of mine with my helmet on the other night, and I couldn't get if, the Hans unhooked. Well, if it's a bit, if it's a problem, yeah, go. But when well, I see people get in their car with their helmet on or out of it, I just. I think Logan Martin does that, doesn't he? Yep. I didn't bring it up. (laughs) (laughs) That's the first person I I think I've seen Logan do it, and then um, Justin Johnson does it too. I I don't know. Maybe it's it's driver preference. I make fun of it. I didn't bring it up with Logan because I knew knew that he did it. (laughs) I would have liked to see why he he does it. You should have asked him why. I don't know. Maybe he can fill us in and send us a Facebook post or something on why he does that. I asked him his what his take on it was. What's your you're wearing your work shirt. You're a representative. What's your what's your take on wearing your own shirt or seeing drivers wearing their own shirt? Yeah, we were talking about this earlier. Because you wear your hat. Yeah, with my KA <laughs> so, logo. Not, I don't not, actually well, have one right now. I gave it to a fan the other night because I was out. Logan said he wears his hat too, right? Or is that Mike Mike said that? Somebody said the hat's okay. I'm not sure. Is I wear I wear my hat with my with my KA logo, right? But I don't. I mean, I haven't for a couple of years because so I gave it away. What's your take on wearing your own shirt? I don't. Besides, well, like my shirts with my sponsors on it, like the Allen's Polo. I'm no, that's today. fine. I mean, sponsor like, shirts, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, we kind of we declared that last time. If you I, wear a product, I kind of see like why you wouldn't want to do it. But for a guy that all he has is his personal racing T-shirt. And he's going out for a public event with his race car. It does have all of his sponsors on it. That's, yeah, I, if, yeah. If I was going to defend the guy, if I was going to play backwards against you. Um, so if me and you jump out on the front stretch, we just race each other, and I pull my suit down, I got my own shirt on. <laughs> I'm probably going <laughs> to give you the thumbs well, you down on that you know who my favorite one. driver is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll probably give you a thumbs down on that one. I, I don't like it when they 
they go to the racing banquet and they're all just wearing their own racing t-shirts like i hate when people go to the banquet and wear shirt t-shirts right i mean this mm. is the one time like you get to represent yourself not at the racetrack mm-hmm. and like put <laughs> I, I mean i'm sure some of the sponsors are there i mean it is a banquet it's a formal event for the most part i mean i know it's dirt yeah. racing at any point there might be someone on on the fence they waited all year to think about helping you out and you show up to the banquet in a t-shirt and jeans and they're like my yeah no, that's no. how i am like you want to take any chance you have to be professional and dressing is big big in that i mean i'm a business major so i mean they're all over me about that but it's another chance to build an image for yourself why yeah. wear a t-shirt and jeans and your wore out boots yeah i agree so Okay, I think it's a general consensus. You can't wear your own shirt. I, I don't. You don't want to be judged by others. I don't recommend it. I, I mean, <laughs> and even if you wear your own hat, don't wear it every day. Don't wear that thing out. Kitten Allen, not an advocate of his own shirt or right own now, hat every day. I am drinking out of my own cup. Um, you're not. Yeah, I'm a hypocrite. I mean, <laughs> and it's I, a cool '66 cup. My mom, uh, <clears throat> when I was working on my car, I was like, I'd come in and get an insulated cup like every time, and. My mom was like, "Why don't you just take that one?" Talking about the one with my number on it, I'm like, <laughs> "Nope." Somebody might be in the garage to see me, but and then I busted out in front of all you guys, so <laughs> I'm no better. I don't know. Like, I have a few cups or koozies with stickers or ones engraved or whatever, and I don't. The one I use is the one with the Allen's logo, mm-hmm. but the one with the 98, I think I'm gonna give to my mom. I think you're. I mean, you gotta have that kind of stuff. You're synonymous with it, anyways. You yeah. gotta have your own logo on there. Yeah, I might as well get tattooed on my forearm for all. So, we're Sp- doing talking like that do you get people that are judgmental or a little bit hard on you because you guys work in the industry so to speak like you're you're your own parts rep so- i think i'm more hard on myself in that aspect of racing against my customers and my customers are because i don't want to hit my customer mm-hmm. and that kind of takes some of the aggression away from my racing but i think i have for the most part my customers are racers and they understand when i rub on them trying to pass them and i didn't mean to and when i spun them out on purpose i Mm -hmm. mean and there's a big difference and there's respect there but still i don't want to knock somebody's quarter panel in i sell parts to every week right so i mean that takes some aggression out of me for sure i i probably let it bother me more than i should honestly i i understand what you're saying if you come out of the barn dylan you're gonna run stuff over don't care Dylan doesn't no. work at Allen's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. <laughs> yeah, Dylan know, can do whatever no, he I, wants. <laughs> I remember one time at Salina, I got wiped out on the backstretch, and I I was mad, and I saw a guy I thought ran me over, so I kind of rolled up and revved my engine in the infield and stuff. And looking back, it's so stupid. But that guy, I was talking to my dad later. He's like, oh, yeah, he's, he's a great customer, great guy. <laughs> I talked to him like once a week. I was like, man, I, I just made a complete ass of myself. <laughs> yeah. I, it, it doesn't matter if he buys stuff from us or not, but just – you know, yeah. we're all pretty similar people, especially when we're out of the race cars. I think for the most part, about everyone gets along really well and has a lot in common. So yeah, I think that you guys got to be, I mean, you got to be careful. You don't, you don't want to run stuff over. You don't want your name drugged through the dirt, but at the very same time, you got to be careful because that's your livelihood that right. you're taking care of. For not, me, especially not you're so living, much Dylan, but you're living precariously through the race car for one, but two, your livelihood's being protected because you guys got to sell parts, so you got to be good. Yeah, you got to run good. Got to yeah. run good. You got to look good. You can't. Gotta, you can't run stuff over. You can't be a douche at the racetrack, for lack of a better term. Yeah, and your guys' social media presence has to be on on the money because someone's yeah. gonna, someone's sometimes gonna take we it. um. We get an aggressive mother on there that says some stuff that's in the comments. Different. I really but, think that's different. Yeah, I really but, do. 
Because I know damn well my mom's going to pipe up. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and, and she never says anything that never really didn't happen. Like, if somebody, if she says somebody spun me out, it had to have been pretty clear as day. Yeah. And it's not, it's maybe two or three times a season she'll call somebody out. But I, don't know she, I probably would have done it myself anyway. I don't know if mom calls it how it happens sometimes. I think she calls it how she sees it. But that's okay. That's what mom's supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> somebody's got to be my mom because my dad's definitely always the hard on me. So, I mean, yeah. it's good to have a mom in my corner. So, what's it like? Living, I have. I keep on. Like, I feel like we're going back to the same question over and over again. What's it like being in your dad's shadow? Uh, Does it add pressure to you all the time? I let it add pressure to me. I, a lot of these things that I don't know. My basketball always coach in high school always said pressure is just what you make it out to be, and it's not really there. It's, That's the most true. And it, yeah. His his um, motto was always be a lion. He goes, the lion's never nervous, never worried about anything else he's just doing what he does he's doing what lions do and that's just be a complete badass that sounds like a line out of uh hangover and it might be isn't it where he's playing the piano coach ruark's pretty goofy i mean he might he might have pulled that straight out of the hangover i, I the hope hangover. it is i mean i got a lion painted on my helmet now i mean it's like don't be a goat and get eaten by somebody yeah. being nervous be a fainting goat you know yeah. because be a lion you know and like and of course that goes back to being any kind of athlete, of course, he's saying people up in your face in basketball, they can't assault you. I mean, they'll get a foul. So, I mean, don't turn over the ball. <laughs> I mean, what are they going to do? I, uh, I bought, I, if Rob Deerdick had some shirts a long time ago, it was like, make your own look. And I think that goes right along with, uh, like, your own pressure. It is what you make it. I've beat, I, I was the easiest to beat for sure <laughs> my first years of yeah. racing. So, if, and JC knew it more than anybody in the world because he used to be able to play me like a fiddle. So, and I still I'm guilty of it from time to time, but it's gotten better. And you get better with laps. It's I say that reps. line, the lion line, avoiding the question because you know dang right <laughs> that I let all that pressure affect my racing. Yeah, and I have for a lot of years. Um, the only time I've gotten a race car and not been nervous about how I'm going to do, how I'm going to miss Rex, how I'm going to not ruin customer relationships is when I drove that modified last week. And and yeah. that should have been the time I was the most nervous because I was driving for somebody else. I was in equipment I didn't know, and I had something to prove and an opportunity to prove it. That should have been the time I was the most nervous. Honestly, that was probably – I'm not going to say it's the most fun I ever had in a race car, but it was up there. I think I, I could – this might sound like the dumbest thing in the world, but I think it's kind of like asking directions in a place you've never been. When you get in a new car, you, you have no shame. I mean, right, you right. I mean, where you're going. Like, so I have nothing okay. to lose. I mean, it's not like Ricky Thornton drove that car the week before and lapped the field. I mean, I mean, it's it's a competitive piece. Don't get me wrong, but I, I mean, everybody knew it was my first night in a mod. I mean, there wasn't a huge ex- expectation, so that kind of helped that aspect. Of it. Dogs are going haywire in there. I never even got to finish <laughs> I, I my first win story. Out. Did I interrupt you for that? Yeah, we got oh, the <laughs> we got to spit it out and pack the track, and then we went on at the okay uh, packing the track. He's got to really talk about this one. I mean, you got to milk this one. I, out I don't want to like I don't want to like make it like that, but I mean, it's a good story. So I spun out packing the track. We go out for the heat race, and they do point average, but they do passing points for the feature. So it's really not that bad of a deal. Point average for the heat race. But Line up the, the heat race by point average, but it's passing points for the feature. So you're kind of setting it up, right? I mean, I start last because I don't have point average. Okay, okay. Uh, the first time I was there. <laughs> okay. And I so Kidwell starts inside last because he's got a perfect point average. So we're both on the last row. I got a really good start and got through the first couple of rows before he did. Ended up winning the heat race. So I'm like, all right, perfect. So Brian McGowan travels with me a lot, and he came to Caney for the first time. So he starts last in the second heat race. Front first to last for him, too. 
But I just happened to have to watch that heat race of Brian's from the scales. Because nobody, I, I asked in the driver's meeting where the scales were. I didn't ask, do they use the scales? That was their own question. They told me where they're at. <laughs> they did not inform me that they don't use them. So I drive off the track where the scales are, and they got this nice, beautiful shade tree. Everything's good, green grass, and they got a concrete imprint where you drive up on the ramps, and they got the, the squares cut out for the scales. Isn't that funny how pretty the tech area is when you're winning? Yeah. 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 I mean, it beautiful. was a beautiful place. I mean, the fans were happy. I mean, I've never seen such a pretty group of fans yeah. at a racetrack anyway. Um, I roll up on the scales on the concrete, and the all once I got to where the scales were supposed to be, all four wheels just dropped out from under me. I was like, oh. There's no scales in the scale holes. So I'm like, okay, bump it in low, get out of here, you know? Can't get out. I'm high-centered in the scale holes where I can't go back or <laughs> forward. So I got to get out of my car. There's no officials on this side. And there's like, in three and four, there's like a place you exit and then like a raised-up berm where the crew stands in the hot pit area. So I'm or actually one and two. And so I'm on up above corner one. So I watched Brian McGowan win his heat race from last. I'm like, cool, me and Brian are on the front row. I like racing with him. We got a lot of respect for each other. He used to work for my dad and all that good stuff. So I have to walk down to the infield and find a tow truck driver to tow me off the scales after I won the heat race because I got high centered on the scales. <laughs> you think so there's someone two would strikes. look and notice there's no scale pads there, but no, I just, just want to heat I race scaled. Yeah. I wanted scaled. I wanted teched. I wanted scaled. Check me. Yeah. Check me out. Yeah. Well, shoot, I beat Tyler Kidwell. I mean, I yeah. got him on the start. I didn't really pass him or beat him, but shoot. Uh, what I would have given to have been a part of the pit crew that night to see him walking back oh up. Oh, my gosh. Walking from my car off the scales yeah. was the most embarrassing thing. And then I had to walk down in the infield and get the tow truck driving. And the scales <laughs> are right next to the front straightaway stands, so too. They're, they're just it. right beside Yeah, they're yeah. like, this kid just got stuck on the scales. So I spun out in the heat, or I got stuck on the scales, and I spun out packing the track. So I know I've got to win the feature. He's already given 100% on the track. (laughs) I've got to win the feature at this point. Like, I'm embarrassed to be a part of this situation. (laughs) And I caused it all myself. So we had a really good race with Brian McGowan door-to-door the whole race, back and forth. I don't know if I led all the laps or he led some. I mean, it was close to the line for 15, 20 laps. We're coming around. We take the white, and we're working on a lap car. Well, Brian beats me to the lap car and gets under him. So, of course, the lap car starts moving up, and I've got my car wound up on the top, and I have to get up on the wall because he just keeps on coming. So I knock all the decking off from anything behind the driver, going through three and four on the last lap, and I beat Brian by a little bit or whatever. But uh, Caney was just a great place to win just because Grandpa had a lot of success there, and my dad was really good there, and it was a cool place to win your first race. I got to race door-to-door with Brian McGowan, which is another guy I look up to, and he helps me, and I try to help him when I can. And and it was five dollars to get in there so the stands are packed and everybody's yelling and screaming hooping and hollering it's not a it's not a boring place to be around i right. mean there's always some excitement like if somebody wrecks everybody in the stands is like crowded the fence or direct on the front show it's like full-on dirt racing grassroots how it's supposed to be in your head how many laps was that feature it had to have been 165 <laughs> yeah. my, my, i'm yeah. pretty sure i if they could have had a red i would have took my helmet off and thrown up probably i'd say how much i enjoy racing because i do we all everybody here loves it just as much as the next but when i'm leading i don't want to race no more yeah like where's <laughs> right. the light throw Done. the white flag i don't care if it was three <laughs> I, I argue to this day that it was 30 laps because candy always posts lap times and they did it that week. And I said, it's because he kept on running that race longer because Kerry Gorby is a great promoter, and he knew that it was going to be a great race with me and Brian for 30 laps. <laughs> Keep it going. So he just kept on running that. So I, <laughs> I, I, that might be just my imagination, but it felt like at least a 30-lap race. And I asked my mom because she does a really good job of keeping track of laps 
And she said, it felt longer than 20. I'm like, yeah, but also you're in the same situation mm-hmm. I am. Uh, most races feel longer than 20 when I'm leading up it, for her, too. Is uh, You said Gorby. Does, do they have a number nine late model? Yeah, is they're all there? related. Okay. That's Joe, right? Yeah, that's Joe, yeah, Joe runs the <clears throat> nine. The 99, Gary Gorby, the G-man, he was an animal. I don't, know if I, I don't know how old he is now, but he always red and yellow, NCRA, MLRA, probably tore all He started on the there. front row Saturday, but him and the guy started on the pole wrecked before they got past the turn four implement tire on the oh, start. That's good. <laughs> it had filed up like 17 late models. I was like, that's not good. But they rolled out some beautiful late models there for that race Saturday. They had four or five XR1 rockets and some pretty solid equipment and some oh, pretty exciting racing. Was that red 66 there? Uh, yeah. God dang it. Arkansas guy. Yeah, I've got a big, nice hauler. Yeah, Wheeler Metals on is what I recognize him from. Yeah. Younger guy. I know. Yeah, it's a younger kid. He don't like me. I ran him over <laughs> at Slime on accident. Yeah, he's got a – does he have a mod or a uh, late model all the time? Mod. I can't think of his dang name. Uh, something Ross. Some, I, yeah, I said hi to him when we are getting our pit passes. And he didn't have much to say to me. But I also rolled up in a Nissan because I was selling parts. So he probably <laughs> thought I was a nobody. Yeah, I, I hit him at Salina hard uh like a month ago i didn't mean to but they weren't having it they didn't want to they didn't want to hear me talk about that any what's uh what's a bucket list you've been to a ton of races so i know there's one track in particular you want to race at what's a bucket list racetrack for you if you haven't Um, already been there i mean there's a lot of i mean i've been to a ton of racetracks but i haven't raced at a ton so there's a lot of racetracks i'd love to race at um i'd love to run my b mod or a mod or anything get my hands on it belleville obviously and coming from my dad being John Allen, and we love going to Belleville. It's just something we like to do. Um, I like to go back to Lakeside. I ran the Young Hands Memorial a couple of years ago, and I wasn't quite ready for that. Is that the only time you've been there? Yeah. Really? I wasn't ready for that. I think I'm more mentally prepared. It takes some, It took me three trips before I finally could tell my dad that I think I drove it like it should have been. You were well, there the year Ryan won, right? Yeah. We yeah. um he, we had Daytona 500 in the first corner. Oh, the, my God. I thought we were race. wrecking so bad. I don't, I that remember. guy was hitting me before we even rolled on the track. I swear to God, he hit me in the lineup area. I thought it was a good 15 minutes of me thinking we were wrecking. <laughs> and it was, it was one slow quarter. motion. Oh, man. And there's a picture my dogs are raising hell in there. Yeah, there's a wild. There's a picture of us going into three and four, and me, you, Doug Keller, some twenty car, and we yeah, were trying Bixby. to wreck then too. Michael Bixby, but that was yeah, yeah, Bixby, his northern car. Yeah, we yeah. were trying to wreck then too, but that first corner, man, it was a he. He had all four beads grinded off my arrow race wheels before we even got to turn to start the race. The arrow race wheels is that a plug? Yeah. <laughs> They've Arrow, been an awesome supporter. Of Arrow's my been dad with and all of us. John Allen for 30 years, and Dylan and I have been. Yeah, I think this is 30 years. Arrow what, Race Wheels has been helping my I dad and both of dad us. Dad yeah. and Kelly Shock are two of the longest Arrow Race really? Wheel guys I around. I wanted to go talk to them so bad and boom, but I didn't know anybody. Kelly? No, not Kelly. No, I told oh, him. Any, I don't care if he knows who I am or not. It's yeah. Kelly at Arrow, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's Kelly at oh, Arrow. Oh, okay. They're talking about Shryock. Yeah. I don't know. I well, don't know. yeah, Kelly Shock too. He's good to talk to. Well, there's yeah. a Kelly at Arrow, too. I, I wanted to go talk to I think she's still him. there, yeah. And and trying to, I was going to try and work an angle. Tell him I'm on real wheels, but I really want to be on those Arrows. <laughs> Eric Eric Daly? Yeah, yeah Eric yeah. Daly. He's a, a sub yeah. rep there. Does I he like not Eric. race anymore? I haven't seen him racing. He's not, not as it, much. Yeah. Any car. Last time I was a Boone, that's the last time I've ever seen him. I race. wish he would. He's a wheel man. He was a stud yeah. back then. There's a lot of people that when I came back this year that were gone. Oh, Jake Notaboom showed up on Friday. You guys, did your dad? Oh, yeah. You guys been around him quite a bit? Oh, yeah. 
He's an yeah. Watched him win a USMTS race somewhere in the Clark car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's the year we went USMTS at Nevada. Ooh. Yeah. They loaded up. He didn't even run. He didn't race that night? No. no. He yeah. would have loved Urbana then. Yeah. 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 Urbana's <laughs> probably a little tighter. Huh? Urbana was surprisingly good. It was smooth, though. Nevada had holes I could have hit in. Oh, yeah. Nevada. Yeah. Yeah. Urbana was fun. I think that was the last time I saw you was watching that race. Yeah. I but think, that yeah. was a good time. I love the party backstretch. Yeah. Dylan was knocking bush lattes <laughs> down. We were on. So I, much fun. I should have came out for that night. I don't know what I ended up doing, but that looked like a good race to be a part of. It was even cool. As a fan. Just that, that even if the race sucked, the like it didn't, but if it the race matter, did suck, yeah. the atmosphere was, everybody was on the same page. Everybody was excited. It kind of reminded me of early 2000s when USMTS and World of Outlaws was rolling into town. Like, it's a big deal. It was novel. Yeah, it was just like. Yeah, it was finally exciting to go. see him here. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's so happy to see him there, and everybody's excited to be at the races for the first time again. Like, I don't know anybody that gets that reared up anymore. It's kind of a routine deal. Yeah, that's the bad thing about a routine weekly show. You see the same people. It's a routine deal. It's nothing real too exciting. They yeah. did a great job pumping that up. And yeah. I, going to the elementary school, they went to Skyline and talked to kids. That's super cool that the yeah. USMTS yeah. guys participate in that. They put so that's Jason Persley's the principal there. Right. Uh, I, I work with a guy. His son goes to school there, and that's all he talked about all week was going to the USMTS right. race and awesome. watching Mr. Persley. And we need a lot more really of that cool. if they're, in our sport for sure. If it was me in that elementary school, knowing how I was back then, I would be wound for oh, sound. Oh, yeah. Same with me. <laughs> yeah. Even though I see them guys every week racing, I mean, going in the hauler with my dad, I'd still be excited Derek Ramirez came to my school when I was yeah. 12 years old. Back, Heck yeah. When I was that age, it was uh, Al Hania, Corey Drips, Brian Rowland, Brandon Kenny. Yeah, still uh, Derek Ramirez. Tommy Meyer, Derek Ramirez was going. Jason Hughes, so Kelly Shock. I would have been just blown away. So good. Oh, I'd have been blown away if they would have come to my school. I remember the first King of America. I was in high school, but I guarantee you the whole high school heard me talking about it. It's like, TP and yeah. Ryan, they were four <laughs> wide through lap traffic yeah. last night. Oh, yeah. I was wound yeah. up. The King of America is unreal. I the hated, first year when I like high school, you guys have grew up in like I don't know if it can Chanute's the racing town. Not really, but I grew up in the, the total outlier. I come to school and I couldn't talk to anybody about it. Uh, there's a few guys I went to school with. Of course, Matthew K and I graduated together and we race together now. And uh, I thought he was later, younger than you. You know, you know, we're the same age. Um, later, uh, a little bit younger than me, Bryce Weldon, and Mike Churning's a year older than me. He races Midwest Mod. I mean, I had a few guys. Of course, it's smaller school, so I see them guys a lot more. If, you probably had two racing friends when you went to school. A couple. Yeah, yeah, just people that knew me personally, but that I was a total geek about it, and they weren't. They just went right. with me. They didn't know who they were watching. But on the other hand, everybody's kind of been to a race when you live in Chinook, Kansas, because there's not a whole lot other things to do so they know what we're talking about they're mm-hmm. just like shut up we don't care man two days in your guys' town i'm about to lose my mind there's the pool <laughs> hall i didn't get to go to the pool hall but <laughs> i frequented sonic a bunch because that was <laughs> really all i could yeah get. we got the before we got 10 the standards. PM. we got the sonic subway mcdonald's standards and the arby's and the truck stop and that's a big deal because that's new yeah but when we were growing up it's sonic subway mcdonald's pizza hut pizza hut that's yeah, it. I wouldn't have a hard that's time. That's bare necessities. That's all we had. I'm, I was lucky Casey's was there. I, that's how I celebrated my first win is me and Joe and John Morris and Danae. We went to Casey's and got some pizza. I don't know what else you could do. <laughs> Joe and John are my roommates at Fit now. They're quite a bit older than me, but, of course, we grew up together being in Chanute. And I feel like I outdone it a little bit then because you didn't do anything, and he had pizza. 
My dad yeah, wasn't yeah. even in town. He was racing at I-80. Yeah, dad and I were at Silver Dollar Nationals. So it was yeah. me, my grandpa, them, and I think my mom was there watching. But, yeah. My dad didn't even take a victory <laughs> lane picture when I won my first race. He didn't get in on it? Mm-mm. It's hard. I have a hard time getting my dad in on it here lately. Like, well, you win all the time, though. It's different. Yeah, it's not, yeah but I feel like I can get him in. He won't, <laughs> yeah. You don't really fool with it anymore. I wish my grandpa was there. I really, really, really would like to win a race my grandpa's at. Yeah. Um, obviously, I want to win every race I get into, but it'd mean a lot more if I can get one here. What's Hopefully the, quick with my grandpa. What's the rest of your season looking like, then? Where are you going? Well, I thought I was going to race Caney this week. <laughs> I see on Facebook, John Allen's driving the 98K. We <laughs> touched on that earlier. Uh, I don't know. It's what, next, it's hard telling with my dad. Like It's like five minutes at a time, the way we work things out. Like He's only called me twice this week, and it was all, I need you to do this uh, type things. 20th, 21st, next weekend. Springfield's got a two-day race. I'm down if you let me drive. I mean, I'll race anything. That's that's how I am. I'll, if I can get a call tomorrow to race somewhere in the street stop, I don't even care what it is. I just want to race. I, gonna, I think it's about time to let me drive it. You I, keep on saying I that. I want to get in that Club 98 <laughs> car. Dad so says it's no good in the slick right now. we got to work on it some more. But yeah. knowing him, it's probably going to be really good in slicks that's, Friday when he gets – He's get racing it. against some pretty good cars over If there. Springfield's slick, there's always a mud ring on the bottom and something to lean on on the top. So yeah. you got to get two. Well, you know where I'll be. Yeah, right on the top. <laughs> so you got to race that AMOD for the first time at Wichita. We talked about it on my way to Iowa on the second time around. What's your takeaway of that? Because you had a lot, you kind of had the same thought process I had through it. Yeah, I was, I don't know. There's a lot of takeaways. I don't know. I guess I'll just tell the story. I got lucky enough that JR and Katie Sartain from Autocrafts called and decided to let me drive their car. I've been working on them for a while. And of course, they're big supporters of my B mod deal. And I couldn't do that deal without them either. But I really always wanted to race NCRA. I love racing at Wichita just because my dad's a three-time NCRA champion. NCRA's based in Wichita, and I run good there. I ran good at the Ironman race earlier that year in the B-Mod. And it's just a fun track. I, everybody talks 81-lane speedway or whatever. <laughs> but, shoot, I love racing there. I There's so much history there. I get that geeked up about so it, cool. and people say 81-lane races. I'm like, that dude ran it. The one the heat race from eighth. Like, did you not see that? Like, I think we all have our heart at one particular place. Like, you're Wichita. I'm obviously Springfield. I, I don't know if my heart's Wichita. I mean, I think that's I got, one of them for sure. Yeah, one of them for sure. I, I mean, obviously, I'll probably cry when I win my first race at Humboldt. Yeah, I don't know. Me and Humboldt need to bond a little bit. I feel you because I've ran second <laughs> there a lot, and we just we just haven't worked it out. She's just not treating me right here lately. You gotta go. On, during the week, I gotta go to Wheatland sometime. We mm-hmm. gotta go during the week. Well, I'm there all the time during the week getting the parts store ready. I sit yeah. on that back trailer wall and talk to her all the time. That's what I was she just say. Never when he's talks supposed back. to be loading the parts store, he's sitting there. <laughs> I get paid by the hour. Why don't right. you love me? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I gotta go to Wheatland. We're gonna start a fire on a back stretch and cook. Because I don't know. We need to get. To... <laughs> That's all I know. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm thinking we're gonna have to resort to one of them voodoo guys to come yeah. with us and so, do some of that voodoo stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I've heard that works. Just don't wash your car until Thursday. My That's shit, what I did the first I'm time. I'm <laughs> wheeling ready right now. My shit's not washed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to get the, I mean, getting to run the NCR race, there was, oh, I don't even know if there's 30 cars, maybe close to, but they had a B and everything else, and I just wanted to make it in the race and be a part of it, do the 4Y. Of course, it's not USMTS 4Y, but it's still cool for me. And the AMOD transition wasn't as huge as what everybody makes it out to be, I don't think. I mean, on and off the brake is a little bit more, you got to be smoother because things happen faster. And other than that, I, I didn't feel like it, like 
the more I drove it like my B mod, the better I got. And my crew guys that night are like, you're driving it like your B mod or whatever. I'm like, actually, I'm trying to compensate, not drive it like my B mod. But the more I got comfortable, it was just like, I'm not going to say it's just like my B mod because quarter entry is way faster. You got way more grip. You got way more horsepower and same tire. I mean, there's a lot of differences there. And I was using probably trail braking way too much, and we'll get into that here in a little bit in the story. <laughs> but anyway, I drew last in the heat race, which I think God was looking out for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I it, I think I passed one or two cars in the heat race. Maybe it was close at the line with the second one. So I started 10th in the B, and I took 10. I ran 10th. I held my own. I, I think one car passed me, and I passed one car. So I maintained 10th, and everybody's excited. JR is clapping his hands. So I'm like, yeah, he's happy. I mean, that's the goal. I mean, have fun, but you want to keep everybody happy, let you do it. Oh, back up. I hit the wall on hot laps, knocked the decking off. Back up. <laughs> Forgot oh, that yeah. part. Forgot that part. So I got they were think, just clapping he didn't hit the wall yeah, again. <laughs> I got to thank Andy Clark and Eric Chesterman for helping me get my um, deck foot back on for the heat race and my spoiler reattached. I unloaded I was really slimy, but it was super slimy because the, the grandstands on the front straightaway shades the front straightaway. So, I mean, it was raceable everywhere. And then you come off of so three. North-south. Yeah, okay. you come off the three and the four, and it's really greasy. And I already unloaded the right front and got off the brake floater, and it just whoosh, right into the front straightaway wall. And I was, like, looking around. I'm like, man, JR isn't here yet. He showed up late. I was like, get this fixed. And we won't even know I hit the wall. <laughs> I come out, and he's standing at the trailer. He goes, yeah, showed up, saw the modifiers are hot lapping. I'm walking around looking for my car, and I look up, and dang, it's sitting against the fence. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. And he just laughs and walks off. We get fixed or whatever. So I run 10th in the B, and I was worried about – we never measured the deck height. And, of course, I don't I only weigh 160 pounds. So I was worried about – I don't know who drives it most of the time. I think his um, nephew drives it most of the time. And I was worried about deck height. So I start cranking the wheels to the right, and they knew that trick right yeah. there. They're giving me They're the head sticklers shake. on deck height. Yeah, they're right. giving me the head shake. No, you can't do that. Well, they DQ'd two guys, but they can't even run the feature out of the B because of deck height. They and DQ'd. I already, I already saw yeah. them throw them guys out because I'm the last guy to go across the scale. So I'm like, ooh. They DQ'd the winner of the AAA or the rookie race last time I was there, rookie mods. deck height? Yeah. yeah. Damn. And so right I'm, on the front stretch, their scales are right on the infield in the front stretch. That's really cool, actually. So they you pull drive up, up, they the do hill. tech right there, right after the race. Everyone can see it. If you're not good, you're not good. <laughs> it sucks. is pretty cool how you drive up on that hill, and, I mean, the fans are there. I mean, I'm sure it's really cool. You roll up on there, they give you okay, and you climb up on your roof, and you're right there. On the, <laughs> yeah. But hopefully that, that's something we can do next year. But, um, yeah, I thought I was going to outsmart tech guys and crank the wheels to the right, and they gave me the head shake, straightened it out, and <laughs> gave me the okay. And I was like, relief, and everybody was excited, and, they're like, Eric's like, I'm glad your deck card is good. I don't think this car's been on the scales this year. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that or not. But um, I knew Chesterman had you dialed in. Yeah, Chesterman was doing a heck of a job. I wore him out for sure. So we go out for the feature, and I'm kind of minding my own business the first eight laps. It's a 40-lap feature, so I'm like, perfect. Cruise a little bit, run this, get some laps, and start working on it. And Bobby Bills is in front of me. I'm kind of watching him. There's a couple guys that are not doing the greatest job of holding their line. So I was letting Bobby get by them, and I was going to pass them one by one. And they had a red. And I was like, whatever. So we stopped for the red, and I get collected, and we start rolling again. I come back, and I have no brakes. So I'm trying to pump the brakes up. Finally get them pumped up, get rolling again. I let off of them, and then they go away again. So I start pumping them again. So then I come to a conclusion, if I keep my foot on the brake all the way around the racetrack, I won't have to pump them back up. I'll always have pedal. So eventually my rotors got really hot. But what I didn't know is my gas cap was left off. 
backtracking a little bit again, well, I guess it's kind of not really backtracked, but they come on the race here and say, red flag, red flag, 6R, get out of your car, you're on fire. So I'm looking around like, dude, whoever's in that 6R needs to get out of his car. <laughs> He's on fire. So I'm looking around trying to find the 6R. They're like, 6R, stop, get out of your car. I'm like, man, this guy, I hope he's okay. I'm like, this dude's on fire. He's not getting out of his car. They're yelling at him. And then they're like, Kent Allen, you are on fire. I look down at the gauges. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> like, they're reading fine. They have open reds too, don't they? Yeah, they have open reds. The crew guy's already at the car at this okay, point. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> I was I mean, going to say. The ambulance, outran- <laughs> the ambulance is caught up to me. Like, So I climb out of the car. I don't see no fire. Like, it already went out, but that's what we're going back, talking about I got out of the car with my helmet on and stuff because I was on fire. I couldn't get that Hans off to save my life. I'm sure it looked like a doofus. It looked like I was trying to bite my ear or something. <laughs> but anyway, that was not good. You make sure you know your car number if you're driving somebody else's right. stuff. If I would have really been, like, deathly on fire, I mean, I'm sure I would have known. But I would hope. But the, <laughs> anyway, the, 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 it's the same dude that ran onto the scale pads with no scale pads. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why'd you mention that? <laughs> That's a good story. No I hadn't sh- even, hey, I won the race. I hadn't even heard this one You can't one take yet, that away so. from me. Yeah. I won the race that night. So, I, I mean, even though I went on the scales and no scale scans, I was the best driver that night. Well, I mean, yeah, there's takeaways, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's your okay. story, Kenton. It's your story. I'm just kidding. Anyways, <laughs> the, we left the gas cap off, so the eventually the brakes got hot enough to light them on fire. That's when crazy. The gas hit them. That far away. Yeah, not good. And, then, and JR let you drive his car again the next night? Yeah, we had a good night the next night too. What a we great had car owner. We had to um, uh, dump all the fuel out because they sprayed the fire extinguisher when the oh, that's so cool. when the cap was on there, and we had to put new brake pads on. We should have put new brake rotors on because I ended up going through a brake rotor in the heat race the next night. But it wasn't that big of a deal because they have point average or heat and feature, so I start last both ways, no matter what. Yeah, it's I'm like IMCA. Yeah, so yeah. I had to start eighth in the heat and eighteenth in the feature, that's no matter what I did. So I was just chilling anyway. I started getting some momentum rolling, but I still didn't have very good brake pedal because there wasn't a rotor there. So we got that fixed, and we went out 13th or 15th in the feature and passed a few cars, ran to 8th, didn't tear anything up. I, I was getting pretty comfortable. I don't know. I never went back and looked at the lap times probably because I don't really want to know how much slower I was than everybody <laughs> else. But as in comfort level, I was starting to gain some confidence. I was telling Eric and JR, I was like probably 60% confident the car was still better than me. Obviously, I think the car could be better for my driving style. It might be perfect for the guy that drives it all the time. But there's a lot of equipment there, and I was very thankful they let me do that. And hopefully, um, we talked about doing some more here. Hope, I mean, my dream is right now, in this stage of my career, my dream, the next step would be running the full NCRA deal. Right. For my region, it's in my area. It pays pretty good. I know that's not the top-notch drivers, but shoot, Cody Schneep, every time he shows up to a USMTS race this he's year an at animal. his track, he's top-five car. Yeah, he's an animal. It's a and lot of really good drivers. Tyler yeah. Davis is no slouch. Dad's running the full deal right now. I think he is again next year. I haven't got the full word on that. I don't know if he knows. And then both the Schneep brothers, Brian Franz is the king of 81 Speedway in my mind, and Dan Powers has been an animal. I was watching mm. the race from the week before the one I ran, and he was gone like i was watching a video i'm like i'm pretty sure dan's still in the lead but he's not even in the video like he's already lapped up three or four cars that the second place car hasn't even seen yet and he's got that grt by allen dialed in that's for sure <laughs> I, i'm glad we have him in one of those cars because he yeah he's a wheel man yeah dan's dan's definitely underrated and obviously his specialty is wichita on who's your tires but he, i've seen him really do some stuff on american racer tires a lot of people don't think 
him as a USRA driver, but I think if he did it full-time, he'd be very competitive. I got a question. You mentioned the four-wide thing a while ago. I don't know if Dylan can take this in or not. I think as a whole in the United States, or if they do this other places too, if you're four-wide, we need to get on the same page. Are we going to run high gear or low gear? Is that not the most complicated <laughs> shit you've ever done? I've you're... only done it twice, which is one at the bull ring, uh-huh. one here. The bull ring, we're all going last... Like 50. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, I, I'm not really ever in low gear under caution. So For the four wide thing, because yeah. every time I've been in USMTS ones and then now the slate model one, and I'm like high low, high low, high low. I can't find a happy medium because I feel like if I'm in low gear, it's a ah! yeah, like eight, eight grand. <laughs> yeah. But if I put it in low gear, it's like, what am I humping? Yeah, so I'm gonna I did feel that at um, the little bit because I was in the back rows and it was just kind of. I think whoa, whoa, whoa. it probably bothers me more than it should, but all I can think of is like U joints or something breaking or something. Just drive shaft fall out on, yeah. on the four wide. So at the next cash money drivers meeting, I'll bring it up. I'm gonna ask them, can we get a hand raise on high gear loading? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would. I mean, the US FTS guys make it look good, but they do oh, it every yeah. night four times a week. I mean, Man. practice makes perfect in anything. I think that honestly, that's probably one of the harder things that I've done because because if you're in the I middle. Watched a video from the bull ring i wasn't even close i was a but bumper behind from the like getting the row matched yeah, yeah. I, was, I messed my row up completely <laughs> yeah. i thought i was good i do too like i'm watching the guy next to me i'm like i got okay we're good and i look back the other side and they're they're lined all the way up in front of me I'm like, but jackson was also i don't know if it's this some white car it probably wasn't even jackson but he was also a front tire ahead of the guy on the very inside mm-hmm. and i was a front tire behind i was on the outside b-mod so. for a wide b-mod for yeah. i know we're just b-mod i don't know why they even let us try yeah. i mean Dylan hates B mods or something. I don't know. I, th- I vote down on that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's eighty five hundred to win. I've never been a race to do driver introductions. I felt like, I was kind of excited. I'm like, I made the battle of boring. Yeah. I get to do driver introductions. I got it. That's cool. I got it in my head when every driver's introduction or like a like wave of the crowd or whatever. Like I got it in my mind that I'm going to do something, try and be funny. <laughs> and then about the time they start saying "ruh" in Ryan, <laughs> I'm like hands in my sides, <laughs> like, give him a, a politician wave, and I don't. I told Opie. If I, for some reason, got to get on the stage at Super Nationals, I was going to Ric Flair the stage. <laughs> and then they crammed that microphone in my face, and I was mute. Yeah. I, I didn't have anything to say. So I don't know. The most wild thing I've ever done in introductions was probably at Dylan's wedding. Yeah, you, we had to yeah, – yeah, <laughs> yeah, you come out hot. Yeah, we pep-talked you a little bit. Yeah, well, I mean, I had to finish the show. Alcohol yeah. helps. Or did I start the show? No, I finished the show. I was the last one to walk in. I don't Yeah, because you guys are trying to pet me up, and I'm like, all right, I got this, I got this. And then as soon as they called my name, it was the same thing. I was like, ugh. Yours was decent, but <laughs> decent. Yeah. Christian's was solid, so I was like, I can't let him I, down now. Christian's <laughs> used to doing that stuff. Yeah, he played yeah. basketball and stuff. And quarter, he was high school quarterback. I always tell myself if I ever win a race again, I'm gonna stand on top of the car. And, Me too. But every yeah. time I did, I got out and I was waving. Yeah. I haven't. I, I don't. <laughs> I was, always so I was screaming, good. crossing the line in my helmet, just yelling the first time I won. <laughs> yeah. And I get out of the cars. Yeah, keep it Which is bad. You need to show emotion because then that the Dad would argue with you excited. on that. That's nah, no, you gotta, no emotion. Act like you've been there before. That's really? that's his line. Nah, I mean you can still act like you've been there before and have fun with I, it. I like to watch Bobby emotion. Pierce and stuff get out, and they're still like Tim. The fans have yeah. gotta like it when you get up there. Like Caden Cornell's. Got it's got to be memorable. Yeah. I got something that'll blow that out of the water. You just better wait till <laughs> I get on. I've been practicing it. Hopefully, I'm taking a dance class. I'm ready to show Caden Cornell how to dance next time I get on the roof. <laughs> Hopefully you're awesome. still young enough to do it when you <laughs> I think I got – okay, when we were drinking on the cruise ship, I showed Ashley <laughs> this dance move called the push mower. 
<laughs> I, I gotta wait for a big one if I'm gonna pull that baby out. That's interesting. It's embarrassing. <laughs> when I'm doing it, I'm like, what am I doing? So we're in the middle of the, they got this dance club in the on the cruise ship and they're all Danny and they're all just trying to talk me into dancing. I'm like, I'm not I'm not dancing. So about three drinks later I'm dancing. So oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I get in the middle of the dance floor and I'm like clearing people out. I'm I'm pushing them people are just standing around me watching and I pull a rope. <laughs> I was gonna say you and gotta I'll, be good if you're pushing i I reach down and prime it and I'll pull the rope again. <laughs> so I get that baby started and I start mowing the dance floor. Everybody I was with was wanna crawl under the table. So Yeah, it's mean. a Jason Bonehammer's got some dance moves like that, like the bead breaker, like he's taking the wheel and tire off the bead and some stuff like that. But he I looks mean, like he would No Jason yeah. Bonehammer, he's probably got some wild dance moves. Oh, I'm sure he I'd does. like to see it in action. Actually I don't know if I'd like to maybe on video. I don't know if I want to be there in person for that. I had, oh, I, every, every time we get on here, I always ask, because I want to know everybody's opinion, and it's kind of, I don't know, we're kind of probably beating the drum a little bit. In today's race and climate, what would you change, or what would you suggest we do different to either add excitement, add fans, add fan interaction, any of the above, anything, any positives? What sticks out to you that's not being done? I think the, the racing, as in the shows we put on as drivers, are at its max as in performance like you're gonna see i mean track prep and stuff's all really good nowadays drivers all really good you're gonna i mean there's always gonna be a night where a driver walks away because it's his racetrack he's starting on the front row blah 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 whatever as in getting people there i think there's so much other things they gotta compete with nowadays versus back in the day you go watch a fair race from when grandpa raced and everybody in the country was there because there wasn't anything else going on there's no tv there's no sporting events live in their town and they all went racing so I, I think there's more like the promotion deal, like we talked about with Jason Persley, t- having the drivers go to school and talk to the kids. I definitely attack the younger generation. I do. Um, I go to Cherry Street in Chanute. It's a church where they watch the kids, and I take my race car down there and talk to them about racing, tell them they ask questions about the rules, and, of course, they always ask you how fast you go mm-hmm. and all that cool stuff. And I got to do another one with the kids that stay at the rec center during the summer, like a babysitting service and that's always cool. I, I try to do as many of those as I can. I know it's like, I don't know how many of those kids actually end up going to races. Of course, also Chanute's kind of like you said, a racing town. So there's always somebody that knows another driver and like, you're not fast. This guy's fast. You know, I got to <laughs> be patient with that. You know, this guy's my dad. So he's faster than you. Yeah. But I mean, that's cool though. You want the kid to stick up for your dad, his dad or whatever. And you want them to have their favorite driver. Like, I don't care. If every kid, I'm not every kid's favorite driver. I just want them to have a reason to go racing. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, I think it's just, we need to do more promoting. Like you said, the weekly deal is such a repetitive, same thing every week type deal. You see more fans come in when you have bigger shows, but you can't have bigger shows every week because it's not feasible to you. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, as a promoter standpoint, I don't know what you do there. Do more for the kids. So the kids beg to go every week. I, I saw on TV, I think, what's the track that Bob Tim runs? Uh, Mississippi Thunder. He had a bus, and he would put all the kids that wanted to go on the bus around the mm-hmm. racetrack. I think he let them watch from the infield maybe, or maybe the adults got to watch from the infield, and just stuff to get the kids more interactive instead of going sit in the stands, and then when they get bored, they go play behind the stands. Mm-hmm. you got to keep them in tune, and then, of course, more promotions to get. I think a lot of the racetracks cost too much to get in. Yeah. The racetracks that charge $5 to get in got to be making more money than the racetracks that charge $12 to get in. Just because they pack the stands, they got to be selling more beer, more concessions, and it's more fun. The more people is there, the more people are going to come. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be a 
effect. It's just like anything. You're not going to go to a bar you know five people are going to be at. You're going to go to the bar you know all your college buddies are going to be at. Me and Dylan went not too long ago with five people in and got hustled out of three beers. I believe it. it yeah, was, that was, was not very it was embarrassing. I shouldn't even bring it up. It was embarrassing. I believe it. <laughs> don't go. Don't try to play pool against Cody Jolly. He'll try to hustle you out of 40. I know better. I'm not playing pool with him. This he, guy played one-handed, too. Yeah, this guy. Yeah. I told Dylan when he walked up, I said, don't even play him. Just buy him a beer. He w- I, I just just buy him a beer. Just, yeah, yeah, right. Just get on with it. See, he's going to whoop our ass with the pool sticker. He's gonna That's the it. thing is <laughs> some regular family doesn't go racing a lot. You're going to get to the track and see the same 20 families they knew there was going to be there. I mean, you got to get get it where people can afford to go. That I mean, I'm not saying not everybody can afford $12, but not everybody wants to spend $12 on that particular well, thing. If you break, people say that all the yeah, time. Yeah, like $12 is not that expensive, but whenever you got a family of your wife and you got two kids, yeah, that's $48 to get in the races, and then you those go kids to the are going to want to eat. And it's a two-hour deal. Yep. Yeah, they're going to want to eat. They're going to want to have something to drink. And not everyone's fortunate enough to live five minutes from the racetrack like me. So that right. could turn into a yeah. $125 night Pretty by the time easy. they eat on the way to the races, get there, eat, come home. It's going to be expensive. So I-, I-35 just had really successful night with their free night. Um, legit's done it twice or Humble used to do it. I don't know why they don't anymore. That used to be the biggest – had to be the biggest night of their year because there's no way they didn't sell – I mean, they sold out of everything in concession stand. I don't know why they don't do it anymore. They, it was crazy how many people were there. Like you couldn't fit another person in the place. That's how West, Pl- West Plains has got ample seating, and that's how kind of how they looked. And I thirty five is the same way. That that can either be explained one of two ways. It's there's interest to get into the races. You really want to go watch the races, but you simply can't afford it, or you're interested in going to the races, and that's your opportunity to check it out. So I, that, some of it is, is again, I think it's because everybody's going because it was free, so everybody else wants to go too. Kind of like yeah, kind of like free day at the fair. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I don't think it's going to be like that if it's five dollars to get in. But I think it'll eventually branch. It's going to help for sure. Yeah, and it may not work. They may get. They may charge five dollars all year, and they still have the nights where they're slow or whatever. But it's got to double. We got to have fan interaction. We've got to have it. The there won't be any racers in ten years. If they don't grow up going to the races, why would they ever want to drive a race car? I don't see anybody that was nerded out like like I was growing up besides people that their dads race or whatever yeah. that's still some of them don't even like going to the races I was yeah. fanatic growing up and I don't see that at all anymore don't let the show go too late mm-hmm. that's been and I used to love it when I was younger I mean sure I'll stay up all night I don't yeah. care but it gets old really fast well we got responsibilities now that we're older and we right. got stuff to do the next Parents day we gotta get our cars ready for the next night or whatever and make it feel special I feel like NCRA does an awesome job of making every race feel special interview. good announcers help mm-hmm. they interview heat race winners they interview people during intermission they talk there's a tight points battle Tyler Davis and Cody Schneep and Dan you know one starting here one starting here they just do a really good job four wide fireworks every night remember yeah. whenever uh we come down to Kay dillard and jason hughes at deer yeah. creek and how usmts played that up so well yeah it made everybody didn't Cade have um brown in his backup car and he accidentally got in the hughes or purposely got in the hughes <laughs> coming at the end yeah, of the race. yeah. yeah. <laughs> accidentally yeah. all purpose ran him over i don't know what happened there. it was high drama for that weekend oh, and for that weekend alone everybody was just blown away by the usmts race and i think we should a weekly points battles. Let's be honest. A lot of them probably aren't as tight as it could be. There's some. Yeah, the, but there are some. Like Pure Stock at Humboldt this year was a three car 
point well, battle. The late model deal that Lucas was was crazy. Yeah, it was the exact same point split in the exact same position as the previous year. That's crazy. <laughs> so Fenwall was leading, Morant second. Between Hayden. three people, the same three cars had the exact amount of points, same split, same position. Them guys are consistent. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Out of and then they have over twenty cars every week. Every week. Models. But I thought mm-hmm. the point, uh, yeah, the point total and everything was the same. I thought that was unbelievable. But it didn't get it didn't get played. Like it was like Tuesday. They're like, well, here's our here's the points battle. Check this one out. This one's close. And then that was about it. I need to be like interviewing these guys. I hope like, they don't take this the wrong way or whoever runs Lucas Oil. They got really good announcer voices, but they don't have dirt racing announcers. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, the the new guys. This they're better. I don't know if you've been there the last two I, years. I've been there four or five times this year, and they're better. Shane yeah. and Corey are really good. I don't know. I don't think they knew racing a whole lot when they started. But they've picked up on it, and they're the ones that go and talk to the drivers beforehand. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and they've. I like that they do that. Number one is they get some background from the drivers and their sponsors or whatever. But they're going to learn more about what's going on in the sport. Yeah, they know too. Andy won at Humboldt the night before, they talk and to he's him coming the races. in. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, they're doing. I, I, I they always right. they are doing better like with that. that. Two, three years ago, and not so much. Yeah, I've, there's nothing more. If you're a new person and you go to listen to James Essex. Or Johnny Gibson, them guys are. You're nuts. getting the low down on those guys, and they hit yeah. the racetrack. They know everything about them. They know what kind of underwear they're wearing. Yeah, they know everything. <laughs> it's all yeah. It's, it's so it's good. so cool. And uh, listening to Johnny Gibson whenever they're doing time trials is worth it for me. That's good enough. I love listening to that stuff. Yeah, but, a good announcer can I mean, make can make a make break, break a racetrack yeah. for sure. I couldn't I mean, hardly listen to the IMCA TV. <laughs> the guys that were on there. I didn't listen to a bunch because we had a TV in the trailer, but we didn't really get to listen to a bunch of the announcing, but. It wasn't. You don't really go to a – I mean, if it's a bad DJ, it's not a good party. It's the same thing with yeah, the announcer. I totally yeah. agree. Springfield's announcer right now has been saying so many names wrong. That's there, tough. Yeah, a, that's a killer too. There's one guy, that Tim Mullins, he gets called like four different names a night. <laughs> it's kind of funny, but like I'm racing with Austin Joplin and I don't know who else, but the announcer was saying I was racing with J.C. Morton and somebody. And was like, eh. Yeah, and that doesn't help too because the casual fan gets in there and they – I mean, that's another 18 car. And right. Like, oh, that's yeah. JC. Same. I have no idea. Yeah. Same color, number following them. Color, color pattern. Color kind yeah. of, so I mean, and and it, you get confused yeah. if you don't watch them every week. I, I like the interaction. I like uh, interviewing people after races, interviewing people on the track during a wreck or something, red flags. Those are cool. Any of that stuff. NCRA I, I does all that stuff, and they also have a huge fan I, crowd. I know. I talk about them about every yeah. week, but they do a really good job. They do. And I hope that, it's a lot of fun to be there. I don't know if any promoters listen to any of this stuff. I, I seriously doubt it. But <laughs> I highly doubt they got they a lot do, better things going on. I, I would, don't think Ryan Whitworth is going to be tuning into this. I'd say Ryan probably <laughs> will. I just I'd like for some way with somebody with a little bit of like well somebody that's well spoken can come to a promoter and say, hey, I know the show is going to make the show a little longer, but can we try this? And we like Springfield's got this guy Tom Shaw that does videos every week. Like, and he's been doing, he's been promoting it and doing well. I wish we had some more people to piece together, since programs aren't going to be popular anymore like they were in the 2000s and the late 90s. If we could put together a five minute highlight thing, like Wheatland posts their videos, but those are awesome. Maybe let's maybe like catch the guys post tech. That way we we know the lineups are accordingly. Yeah. The results. Catch these three guys post tech. Maybe before they even leave the barn. Um, let's try to race out. Here's. Talk to these three people, 34, a minute, whatever, and then show the highlights of the feature and then go to the next class or whatever. Mm-hmm. Another takeaway from Boone 
and they do a great job with this. Every track is so stuck on drawing a pill for the redraw. The mm-hmm. fans don't care about watching somebody draw a pill and throw a frisbee. I mean, they probably want the frisbee. Probably the frisbee, yeah. But, but you got to change it up. I tried to get Bryce Hall last year at Salina to do like a free throw shoot for a redraw on the B mod race. Of course you would. You know, copy Springfield. Of course you would. Yeah. I mean, just, Basketball player. just, just, just <laughs> shot me down. And Jolly threw a fit too. He wanted to wrestle or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, there we go. <laughs> but. Anyway, you could do the cornhole. The cornhole deal it. looked awesome. I don't know how it went down. The cornhole deal looked awesome. You can do the free throw shoot. I know you got to put a basketball goal in the back of the truck and drive it up on the racetrack. We did it. I had it to, takes I had a little to, too long because Peyton Looney's about the only one that makes it. Yeah, I think. Peyton's dropping stuff. <laughs> we had to haul the damn basketball goal out there for Jerry. Like, I, I mean, <laughs> borrow it from a guy I work with. Okay, cornhole might be more Kinda. simple. Just something competitive. Rock, oh, paper, right. scissors. For sure. I mean, we're competitors. How Make about us compete crowd, something. Crowd noise. Don't let us draw. Yeah, crowd noise would be cool, but Cannon Cornell would win it every week. How about this? How about, okay, <laughs> kids get kids get different color tickets than adults do. Let's put all these kids. What? Okay, let's, let's assign. Here's top eight. or top, Let's say it's just us three in here. Top three in redraw here. Um, we're going to assign. The announcer says this ticket number here gets to redraw for Kenton. That's Whatever. cool. Yeah. And then there he gets go. to sign Frisbee with my name on it. Yeah, so send eight kids out there. and then. What kids. if his driver wins and he gets a bag of candy or something, too? Well, if if, if, I, if <laughs> little Bobby draws my number and I win, I'm going to find little Bobby and give him my trophy. Well, yeah, that's And cool. maybe hook, line, and sinker the kid. Yeah. And then he might be a He might not get my trophy. Maybe my gloves or something. I give him a trophy. <laughs> I've been, I've been, I was so stingy with trophies at, at the beginning. <laughs> and my sister wanted one for her birthday, and I had a hard time giving it to her. <laughs> but now I've been giving them to little kids, and JC just did the same thing. Other people do it, too. Yeah. And it's, it's cool, but there's a funny story about me giving this trophy <laughs> to a kid one time. It's like the, It was late in the night, and everybody was leaving. It was just a couple kids standing at the fence. And so I'm like, get this kid. I'm like, come down here, come down here. And I gave him a trophy, and he's like, I got no emotion, nothing. So I'm like, what the hell? So I sent him on with it anyways, and later that night, Sam Petty was like, hey, thanks for giving my son the trophy. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he wasn't having any emotion, because yeah. his dad just raced with me. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. I couldn't figure out why the kid didn't he didn't care. He but. wished his dad would have won it, probably. Yeah, and I, I, th- I told Sam, I'm like, I now look like I'm being a smart ass by doing that. I just thought the little kid would want the trophy. but I He think, probably did deep down, but he didn't want to show any emotion about it. I was like, what the it. hell is wrong? If I, was get, if I was getting this, I'd be happy, but yeah. It was just, it was, I just raced with his dad, but. What about a boxing ring on the front stretch? I say yay. Yeah. The whole Will Vaught Stovall deal last weekend. That would make <laughs> if me. If they want to fight, why not ago. let them do it on the front stretch and <laughs> get some ring girls out, make it exciting. I know that's a lot. That's a lot of work. There's no way yeah. any track would be able to pull that off. But. It'd be cool, but uh, no pun intended. But it would be a black eye for the sport. <laughs> yeah. <it> would, yeah. <laughs> He's I, got us there. I think you're it right. Would, it would look bad. I don't, I'm not gonna square up with anybody twice my size, but I yeah. mean, there's a couple guys I went by throwing hands with. That would make me think second think a lot of this stuff because I know damn well I can't fight. So there'd probably be I'm a little more. I'm pretty sure respect. I can't either. But <laughs> do you guys know who Rusty Rickard is? Monette? No. Yeah, I've heard of him. I heard him. He's a big dude. I would never touch him again. What, what, again? What, he would kill me. <laughs> Your podcast with um, Jackie Dalton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jackie. Nobody yeah. wants to fight him. I, yeah. I guarantee you that. Yeah, if I was like, if if it's like a three hit rule, like you guys hit three times during the race, you guys are fighting. I wouldn't even get close to Jackie. <laughs> so we probably don't need a boxing ring, yeah. but it doesn't hurt to play up some of the drama sometimes. Some remember, announcer like 
something will happen. Someone will hit someone under yellow. They just don't even say anything yeah. about it. It's like, oh, we can't talk about that. There's like, a, uh, it's fine. I think there's a fine line to trudge yeah. on that. It's like you should play it up, but it shouldn't be like a public play up. Or like, provoke it. Like an online play up. Like no, so, well, yeah. if Jesse and Will are lining up, people are like, look who's nose and tail member last time, whatever, and keep a close eye on them. But uh, yeah. I don't think yeah. you need a um, – there was kind of like a – Oh, there's a video of Jesse and Will that was like extremely misleading. Like it made you think when you click play, it was going to be a fist fight, but it was, <laughs> it was just them like revving the motor up next to each other. I don't think that's necessary, but like at the track, let's just remind everybody like keep an eye on these two because it's going to happen. It's cool that that kind of stuff does happen, but at the same time, we don't need it in the public eye for somebody on the fence. There's always right. that person on the fence who's thinking about come watching you race, and they're like, yeah, these guys are a bunch of drunks. We're not going to do that. Yeah, you got you got to think about The fans usually, idea. yeah, sometimes that makes it worse when they're yelling and hollering yeah. when yeah. all the kids Slide, are sitting you, in the stands and yeah. stuff. Slide Oklahoma used to tell us we could fight on the front straightaway. They'll give us $100. We fight in the pits. They'll kick us out for a week. Yeah. I mean, that's fair, I guess. I don't know. I, I still think they'd probably break us up pretty fast if we start throwing hands on the front straight. I would imagine, yeah. I Just because of the professionalism of it. And we already got that reputation of being drunk ragnets with running in mud. Yeah. And it's nowhere near that. I, mean, I The engineering and everything that goes into these cars, they'd, they'd be lost for words if they actually knew what was going on, the people that say that. I wouldn't dare take a new fan through the pits after the races at, like, Eldora or Boone. <laughs> yeah, because they would get That's the a little much. Depends the, on who it is, though. Uh, uh, yeah, a party guy would love it, yeah. but if it's just like your work friend, I would not take you. Probably him. not my work friend. <laughs> Hell no, because dude, night one at Boone, there's people in the mud pit like wrestling each other and stuff. It's like we don't need that. <laughs> that's IMCA. That's a different world. That's a different breed of people. Yeah, that's like you're. <laughs> we we just got there for the prelude Saturday, and uh, it was like one thirty. Me and Austin parked a truck, and three girls drive by on a golf cart drunk already. I'm like, I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's what happens yeah. when you have 400 to win A-mod races, you just if you can call they them sell beer. Yeah. yeah, they sell beer in the pits there, too, though. I mean, it's a different yeah. culture. What do you guys think of Ryan Gustin raising hell about IMCA? Did you see I saw that? his Facebook post. I didn't know what it was referring to. I know that if you start doing that stuff, IMCA will make your life hell next time you show up. Mm -hmm. So Brett Root's I, probably going to find me right now. <laughs> find you what'd you say oh for all on here yeah okay. yeah well i post that picture of of me standing next to opie's car and tagged todd staley and said my other race yeah. car usra <laughs> and jerry called me like on the spot and he's like take that down now yeah because they don't they don't mess with that i mean yeah. they'll dq you for not enough roll bar padding if they don't like you i thought they it was care. just i was playing in the light right there but jerry's like they're they, they'll take it personal and you're in my spot and you're in my car <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, you're right. I was yeah. just trying to. I've heard some IMCA tech horse stories from drivers, not IMCA drivers, going and win bigger races, and they don't get like in that trouble. Uh, yeah. Justin Kai, he's a he's a regular, but he had aluminum right rear mud cover at the duel last year and got DQ'd. Uh, Kyle Brown is the face of Harris. Yeah, he got DQ'd in a heat race Thursday. For not having an IMCA sticker or something on his on wheel. The wheel. Yeah, yeah they'll get you every time for that one. Gonna, there's lots of stuff they can do. Stovall <laughs> won a big race at West Plains a while, like it's several years ago, and he didn't have IMCA stickers, or, or he had a mud cover on the right front or something, and they DQ'd him. So you're at, definitely at their mercy. Like they're pretty picky on stuff, which is good and bad. I mean, at least it's good and you bad. know what the rules are, and you know what to expect if you're not in them. We get a lot of these tracks, and they let too much of the gray area not so gray area you go and then you then you're like oh they'll let him do that then i'm gonna come back and do it next week mm -hmm. i mean why not i mean like i said earlier 
it's not illegal unless they DQ you. Yeah, that's true. When they do DQ you, it sucks. Yeah, I have sure been DQ'd. <laughs> I have not. Have you, Kenton? Yeah, I've been DQ'd. For what? I was too light at Wheatland. I won my heat race for seventh. I was sitting on the pole. Damn it. <laughs> Had the, I won the B from 16th, but I got hit on the red. Somebody thought I roughed them up. Yeah, go ahead on that. <laughs> I don't really. <laughs> we got the green light on this. Well, order. I passed them in the heat race clean, too, so I don't know if it was just aggravation of me passing them twice in one night, but I didn't touch them when I passed them in the B feature either, and it was for the lead, and the guy on the outside of them kind of used them up, and that's how I passed them because they were running over each other so much it slowed them down. I passed them going down the straightaway, so it wasn't like a real big technical move or anything. Mm-hmm. I just shot the hole and went on. And then the yellow comes out right after, and he's like, wearing me out running into me so i was like screwed i threw him low let him go and i ran him back over and then we get on the red and he's cussing at me and stuff telling me he's gonna wreck my stuff and i was just like we're both in a transfer spot like why would you want to do that so i was kind of nervous picking up the green on the next start or whatever i didn't feel him i look up at the jumbo trying coming off too and he's like ran off the end or something trying to wreck me (laughs) i don't know what he is doing he had a one of the biggest helmet fires i've ever seen and to go back to what we were talking about earlier, he's a big guy. I didn't know what he was, yeah, but I was had my vibe made up. If he wrecked me and I didn't make the race, it was going down. He's like not really a cowboy, but he's a country kid, so he's I, he stocky. was he was at that up. point. You just gotta go for it. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> so you guys get done wreck. I see what happened and whatever. I go back to my. I, I didn't rough him up. Did I? I mean, I'm pretty sure I previous previous clues. to that. Not that I remember. I, I that was the first time I ever raced so. with him in my career. Was that night. I mean, you were accused but not convicted. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everyone, everybody I asked, I was kind of worried because he freaked out so bad that I actually hit him. I'm like, usually I know when I rough somebody yeah, up. No, I don't remember you <laughs> you roughing him up. but I so. did hit him on the yellow after he hit me 16 times. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I did get yelled at by the car owner on that one. Well, you guys do all that, and I go back down to my pit. I'm getting ready for the feature or whatever, and they're, they're pitted right across from me, uh, Driver X you're talking about and they're like they're tussling around they're getting a little rowdy and then here comes mx versus atv unleashed (laughs) john allen on the four-wheeler i mean humping and he comes sliding up and i hear hey and then someone's mom's bad name (laughs) and it, and I had never seen your dad act like that before, and he was mad. It doesn't go well with people hitting mad. cars on the yellow, and that goes back to, like, growing up in the back in the day where everybody built their own stuff, had a lot of respect for their equipment. If somebody wrecks you, you just go beat their ass in the pit area. Mm-hmm. You don't go tear up your own cars. Well, your Which, old man rolled in how I was raised. people five deep. I mean, he didn't care. <laughs> and I, was, I told my dad, I'm like, I'm going to walk over here and check this out. <laughs> And no one got to say much but your dad. Yeah. And then he got off. I, by the time I got over there, he was already done saying what he needed to say. Yeah, he was hopping on the four-wheeler head now. But I, ne- I didn't know that you could go from like 60 to zero that fast on the four-wheeler without tipping over. Your dad came <laughs> flying up. I so, think I got I, – I had a little pride in this. He was – that Driver X was trying to sell some parts on Facebook the other day. And one of my customers commented on it about maybe buying it or something. And I knew what car one of my customers had just purchased, and it was a part that would not fit that car. So I made sure to comment on there, <laughs> dear friend, this will not fit your car. Do not buy this part from this guy. So I think I, any opportunity I have with that guy to pull something like that, I'm going to do it. <laughs> like, I'm going to make sure that he doesn't sell any used parts as long as I'm on Facebook. <laughs> like, he could eat them for all I care. I think that same night we're, uh, we're red flagged or we're yellow flagged or something. And this is my first memory of seeing Kenton 
racing with the same race as me. So they're all piled up on top of one another, <laughs> and Kenton's trying to take off, but his wheels are off the ground. Oh, I was not having it that night. <laughs> and you could hear his car, boom, boom, and he was going nowhere. I was just dying laughing I the was car. stuck on Danny, wasn't I? You were stuck on Danny. and You know, like whenever you're riding go-karts and you're hung up on someone, you're like humping the seat trying to get off <laughs> that of was That was me. That was 100% me. He was doing Well, his- it was that same night. I came out of the B, and I was running up through the feature, oh. fairly decent, and Danny or somebody got together, Danny's spun out i don't know they what happened wrecked, yeah. i don't want to call anybody out <laughs> no. for just spun it out but anyway i did a terrible job missing the wreck i locked up the brakes and spun out too when i probably could just drove around mm-hmm. it but i was excited i was worked up from earlier i got dq'd i got in a wrecking match on the yellow and the red and then <laughs> you're in we, a hurry we called it i called him everything but a white man with my helmet on on the racetrack Dude, but that was so funny Watch. i'm pretty sure the guys at the pit area stands could hear us yelling at each other i'm sure but we were sitting on the front stretch, and I could see your wheels spinning and your head moving like you were trying to hump the seat to get I was dying. I had the belts loose, man. I was going to oh, forehead so the steering wheel if I had to. I, so funny. As soon as the race got over, I had to go over to your pits and ask you where you were going. <laughs> it took me a good, just because of the process and the anger build up up to that complete helmet. Good thing my car didn't run because I was having a complete <laughs> helmet fire. It was just everything exploded all in one. I saw Dad do seat. the same thing at Hutchison. We got high centered on one of the tires, uh-huh. passing for the lead, and got run down there. And literally high centered on one of the big white tires in the infield. He came from trying like, to do the same thing. Fourteenth and twelfth, and is rubbered up, and somehow he's pulling out and passing these guys. It was probably some of the most oh, we were beautiful good. driving I've ever right. seen in my life. I know it's my dad, and my opinion is biased, but he passed this guy for the lead, and he spun him out coming out of four. And got high center on that tire. and never seen anything like that. There wasn't a wheel on. We could have changed all four tires before they picked them up. <laughs> and that guy that ended up spinning them out led every single lap besides the last lap. Spun out by himself coming oh, off four. Damn. I was like, man, karma. Damn, damn. karma. That place is yeah. intense. Yeah, Hutchison's always a something else. Trying to go through the Facebook deal. Yeah, there's a couple of good questions. I touched on Andy and Eric's questions in my first AMOD story. They were all. Yeah. They all thought that was pretty funny. And, Dang it. Uh, we had a great time. I, Eric's a great dude and got to work with him and JR, and Andy came in and helped, and Katie gave me the opportunity to work in the shop and stuff. We had a lot, a lot of fun doing that deal. I kind of followed up on what Cody said a little bit, and then my mom asked, what's the best advice you've gotten from your dad while racing? I don't, we get so much advice on the daily. It's hard to almost take it all in, you know. Uh, one thing that you can go next, Dylan. One thing that I got to take in consideration because sometimes I'm not as aggressive as I should be, and sometimes I don't go forward in the future or whatever. Dad's never upset as long as I go forward. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care if I drive the car through the front straightaway stance as long as the car is fast and going forward. And he, yeah, sometimes when I go backwards, that's when he's the most mad. So uh, all I know is I got to make sure that I'm passing cars so I don't get fired the next right. day. What do you got, Dylan? Oh, well, when he was racing, he was doing it to make a living, and it was a little bit different. You had to perform good. I mean, so that was kind of the advice. You got to want it. Mm-hmm. You got to work like you want it. You got to race like you want it. And it's hard to do when you don't, when you're not like dependent on winning races. I mean, and most people aren't anymore. You don't really see that very often. Mm-hmm. Except for some of, you know, like the big late Gustin. mall guys that are racing for winning. And, yeah, like guys like Ryan Gustin. Yeah, Thornton and, yeah Gustin yeah. and Thornton are the two. It's those on. guys that really get it on when they need to because mm-hmm. they have to. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you just have to treat it like that. And it's it's hard. It's almost impossible to that, do. I struggle with it. That's something that goes through my head a lot. And especially, like, one day I asked Dad, like, 
I can't remember if it was Young Hands or Ramirez or who it was. I was like, man, he's always fast, but he never wins. Like, he's always there, always has good equipment, always smooth, but he never wins. And Dad says he doesn't have to. I like when your dad says stuff like that. Not not like being mean like right. that or whatever, but whenever you ask a question or if you're just listening to him talk, he'll give a one-off answer, and you're like, hmm. Yeah, and you just go from there. I always like listening to the veterans. Like, they have something to say that's so – the the verbiage is so minimal, but there's a lot to be taken away from it. And just, I mean, he's right. They don't have to. They don't have to fall back on it. But right. you ask, why is Ryan Gustin the wildest thing you've ever seen? Because like, he wants to eat. Yeah. And so <laughs> We talked a lot about this, I think, after the second night of the bull ring, about mindset, of drivers and stuff. Me, you, and Dad were in the shop for, shit, three hours yeah. talking about – how you got to have that mindset every night, and it's hard to maintain that mindset. Dad does it for I don't know twenty five years now. I don't. I guess he's been winning since he was sixteen. So he tells us. So the story goes. But yeah, it's hard to have that mindset, especially when you get stuck in that rut where you're running whatever sixth, seventh, eighth. When you know you're a top five, top three car, and you know you got the stuff to win every week. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, it's easy to get down on yourself, and that's back to being what I like to call being the lion or whatever. Well, Battle of the Bullring is a good, a good thing for me because it's like go in there and you want to be set on kill because that's a lot of money and it could define your season. But whenever I was running like fifth in that and the track was rough and people were acting stupid around me, then it kind of turns into I got to race next weekend. I got to get out of this. And you got to go to the pay window. I got to I got to yeah, outweigh some, all or yeah. weigh all your options there. So if it's just if I feel like I'm going to be out of control, then I don't I don't commit. Because I don't want to put someone else in that spot, and I don't want to put myself in that spot. But on the other side of the token, we're there because of the money. It would be cool to have it. But if you're not in the position to do it, don't do it. Is what I'm, I guess what I'm right. doing. That's yeah. what I'm bad about doing. there, You showed up. You drove, I don't know, most guys drove a lot farther than you, but you still drove three hours took off work. I mean, you're, yeah. you're there to win. I mean, there's a chance to slide y'all somebody. I'm sure you take it. Oh, if I'm running second and I'm in the hunt, I'm going to try and blow my car up. I'm going to do what I got to do. But right. I, yeah. If I'm fourth, fifth, and the guys are getting, out, getting there. out on me. I can understand that I know for where sure. I'm at. It's always circumstance when you're going to make a move like that for sure. I mean, yeah. if it's last transfer spot in the B, you know you're going to send a slide jump to six car links deep if yeah. you have to. I mean, you got nothing to lose at that point. I don't know that my mentality changes from weekly race to big race. I, I don't really think that it I'm does. better on – Bigger. I like to think I'm better on bigger races. I'm not. I'm, uh, I drive harder, I think. <laughs> For lack of a better term, I mind fuck myself every really? big race we go to. Well, I don't, haven't really won anything either, so I got nothing to lose on a bigger race. If I don't make the show, it's not a surprise for anybody. I'm real big on hyping myself out. It'll be a track that I've ran at 10 times. I know the drill, but 10 minutes for a feature time on a big race. I'm playing out scenarios that have never, ever, ever happened. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I'm scared. I don't want... I put five gallons of gas in shit before this stupid stuff. So. <laughs> What's the difference? Yeah, right. It's not gonna <laughs> matter at the end of the race, but I did, I'm I'm bad about it, and I probably shouldn't say that kind of stuff out loud because someone's gonna manipulate me and take advantage of it. <laughs> but let's be honest. I mean, if you know me, you know me. I mean, you can see it. Don't yeah. talk to me before a big race. You're not gonna get much out of me. No, I think <laughs> I tried too. After oh my shit, I'm just pacing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was just happy to be in it. I, I had. A, pretty good b probably one of my better races dad's like this is better than any a feature you ever been in you know he's really helping me out a lot I'm no man. he's like you better be on your shit <laughs> i was like thanks dad love you too like i'm just holding out this chair well as tight as i can of course 
I kind of like the rough, heavy racetracks anyway, so that played in my favor. Not me. I get scared. No, I'm not <laughs> r- rough, heavy. Ugh. I knocked both quarter panels off and the hood and the B, just going through holes. Springfield was rough, heavy. Uh, last time we raced there, and Trevor Drake is the king at it. So I told oh, my yeah. dad before we even left the house, I'm like, Trevor's going to win tonight. He's like, why you say that? I'm like, look outside. <laughs> Some people are just good. It's T. Drake weather. Oh, man, I, I can't – I hate it. I have a feeling if T. Drake and I get on a racetrack like that, we're both on the front row. Neither of us, neither of us are coming home with right doors. Something's getting, <laughs> yeah. something's getting wrecked for sure. Yeah, we're we're definitely one of us is going to go home with a right front tire, and the other one's going to win. I think we race each other harder than we race anybody because I want to outrun <laughs> him so bad, and he wants to outrun me so bad. It's just because I feel some intensity pick up with some of the guys that I know fairly well when yeah. we start racing against each other. Like all of a sudden, he starts hitting the gas harder in the center yeah. corner. Like he knows I'm there. Me I'm and like, Trevor like trying to have contests on who's going to run in furthest. Yeah, and it usually ends up with us about crashing. So if it's you two here on the last lap, who's get? Would you run Dylan over to win? Depends on whose car he's driving. We're, we're both in Dad's car. Probably run first and second. What about you? No, I don't think I would. Damn. If he's, <laughs> I'm not very aggressive. Say, if I, you say ever I'm noticed. driving just because I drove for Jr. last week. Say I'm driving for Jr. and he's not driving my Dad's car, maybe his own car or somebody else's. I'll probably wreck him. Oh, because I'm racing stuff. for yeah. your stuff. Yeah, because yeah. I'm racing for a living at that point. You yeah. know, I'm not gonna make it. I'm not gonna like total stuff but if i can get to a door and well it comes back to racing on. like you've got to win i find myself in situations where i know i'm i'm like running second i'm like oh you know i'm rolling pretty good i could probably catch him or you could try to slide him or something yeah. but i just yeah. i i never i say that like you think through it in my head i hardly ever go for it i don't know that but i i really don't think i'd wipe him out to if win. i had i'm a, not gonna total a step but if i can get to his door and move him up probably will. that's what i was getting ready to oh say. yeah if I lean a, maybe yeah if i had a brother i like wouldn't fuel carriage him or nothing but i would definitely bounce off of his shit oh yeah <laughs> i think i might run in a little harder and lean on him in the last yeah. lap well you know that i'm not gonna turn down and flip you upside down spin you around backwards no nothing nothing like, that's like it's just a respect for each other like i can run way closer to brian mcgowan than i can anybody else in the mm-hmm. demon and the same when i raced with jeremy chambers because I grew up with them. They guys, I mean, and there's guys that I know for sure, if I run up to the door like that, they're going to freak out and wreck us both. Yeah. If you get within 20 feet of them. <laughs> yes. Yeah, a lot of BMOD guys, you got to take into consideration, you get one shot to pass them. And you got to do it right then, full throttle. You get one opportunity. <laughs> if you don't do it right, they're going to wreck you in the next corner. Oh, yeah. A lot of people drive like they own the racetrack. They, no, they drive um, like they're the only car on the racetrack. Yeah, I, well, same thing. Yeah. I don't <laughs> like it. I would hate to race with Daryl Lanigan. And there's a couple oh. Dar- <laughs> <laughs> there I know some Daryl Lanigan. There's many a couple Daryl Lanigans out there. Yeah, yeah there's that a, we race with. But there's say. more Daryl Lanigans and not Daryl Lanigans in the B-Mod deal. Daryl Lanigan's a bully. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he is. There's a couple B mod bullies that, you know. There's guys that can make go. their B mods make turns that I don't know if mine can or not. I never thought about trying yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think mine can, but I've definitely hit theirs to get theirs to quit doing it. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee you that. I've hit them before I even knew they were trying to wreck me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, you're trying to do that to me? Yeah. Like, I guess we're going to wreck. Yeah, when you take, a, take the green, you got a car up next to you and you knew it was coming go ahead and put him in the uke tire yeah yeah i had a guy put his right front in my cockpit one night before we even got off a four i'm like dude we're running eighth and ninth i feel like we're talking about the same person no actually (laughs) i know who you're talking about this guy actually a guy i had some respect for but not anymore (laughs) next time he's in front of me on a restart i put my right front on the right side of his cockpit from the left side i don't remember i feel like racing's gotten a little bit rougher people just don't 
really have much. They don't have the respect that you Yeah, see. they don't have respect. I, Brian McGallan had a really big post. I didn't see the race, but Nevada B-Mods, him and Randy Zimmerman, I guess they ran side-by-side at Nevada, traded the lead the whole time. And Old school. You don't see that very much anymore. Big-time race car drivers, though. I mean, them guys race everything. They've raced big modified races. They're really successful in the B-Mod deal. I mean, it's just... People are they, so consumed with messing up the other person or taking taking the something line. that isn't theirs yeah, yet. And, I don't know. And I, I hate to say this about us as a whole, but our generation doesn't have the respect for their equipment like my father's generation yeah. did. And obviously, we're not like that. You got to pay for all your stuff. I mean, my dad pays for my stuff, but I treat it like it's mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not not everyone. I don't want to throw a blank. No, not that. everyone. No, there's a lot of younger guys I like to race with. And when Caden and Cornell used to run B mods, I loved racing with them. Yeah, because you know what you're gonna get. Yeah. We raced a lot. I don't think we ever touched each I've other. I've never touched Caden Cornell, um, with the exception of maybe one time. Me and Matthew K raced really good together, and I, and a lot of people can say what you want about Matthew. We never touch. We race mm-hmm. together every week, and we're the same age. We graduated together. I have a real issue starting all over again now. Is that when I first got into B mod, I had a sense that I didn't belong, so I didn't because I wasn't. I wasn't in the clique with all the fast guys or whoever, so I didn't race people as hard as I could have. And then when you get to racing as hard as you could with people, then you realize it's not what it looks like sometimes. Because right. So now, I don't, I don't know. It might be something silly to say when I got Amon's. I didn't feel like I belonged. I didn't. I had to earn these guys' respect to race them hard. And then now the late model deal. I know, I know everybody, but I have a sense of belonging that I need to be taken care know. of yeah. first. I don't know if that's. I see why you look at it that way, but my deal is... It doesn't is, make any sense. When but. you go in, like, my deal with A-Mod, if I had the confidence and I felt like I controlled the car good enough, I feel like you're going to gain respect to those guys faster the harder you race them as long as you race them clean. I don't, yeah, well, I don't want to take a stab at someone and then they're like, well, he knows he can't do that. I don't want him to I don't think, even think I don't that. know. I, I know my dad doesn't think that way. Anybody that could run door-to-door with him hard... And not touch, you're going to gain respect instantly. Yeah. So why why not just run it at his door if well, you if you know you got your car under? Like I didn't feel that much in control of that A mod at that point in my first race, you know. The way the way I see it is that you gotta you gotta find your sense of belonging. You gotta race them with no no red flags, and then whenever that one day you feel like you you're in, you can pull something on them that they didn't see coming, and it's gonna then from there you got that one I respect, you got that yeah. one green flag I know what you're saying there that you can get it on with like I'm never in I'm, you're not going to see me slot job Ryan Gustin anytime soon if I do race with him <laughs> but one day I might hey, he slid job me and when he was in like, sister b I thought it was yeah. kind of cool except he ran away from me after that and then I didn't think it was so hot but I try I not like, to, slid me I try not to pull any shitties on anybody that I don't feel like I'm in with like as a class so b I'm going to try and give it hell the whole time because I know everybody they know me that I know I'm a B-Mod guy yeah. So if I'm jumping into an A-Mod, I'm a B-Mod guy. I'm not an A-Mod guy. I'm not going to try and make any aggressive, any aggressions on anybody that I don't know. Right. If it makes it makes sense, but it doesn't. But, well, guys, we're hour and 40 minutes here. Is there anything you want to cover? Got anything it goes by on? fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. We barely scratch the surface, I think. But if you got anything, oh, we're shoot, all there's always. I'll have Kenton say who's the best World of Outlaws sprint cars ps2 and i disclaimer ryan did completely smoke me last time <laughs> i don't know why but we need to i i've raced ryan ryan's beat me and i feel like i'm better than dylan at the moment no yeah <laughs> no i really do 
Uh, overall, is, you beat me, but right now I'm pretty salty. But I've played it a lot more. Plus, you got he's that eye racing. <laughs> Ken's got a better point season going than you do. So yeah, it sounds like. I, Dylan's been playing. I'll racing. dust it off and beat you right now. I know Tyler Davis is, and I smoked him. <laughs> really like, he couldn't even light up with us. <laughs> we'll get it set up this winter because it's too hot to party right now. I guarantee yeah. you, I have nothing on you or Looney because you Peyton's killed me. Good. You yeah, killed me, good. and you said Looney's better. But I yeah. feel like, as in. In this region, top five for sure for me. Peyton's a punk. No. Peyton's a punk about it, because <laughs> if you beat him at something, he will not talk about it for a good month, and then when he shows back up, his ass has been practicing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> he can't just quietly goes back. Yeah, to the <laughs> so he's a punk. Gym. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I couldn't even line line up with him on the NASCAR game. I got to his rear bumper once and spun him out just because I said I got to his rear bumper. Yeah, if I race with him, whether it's Go karts in real life or a video game. I'm trying to wreck Then, of course, when I spun him out, he's like, damn, be my driver. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. Hey, <laughs> next time he says that, remind him that the week after he set quick time with the Show Me 100. He ran a B-Mod. At, he uh, had to run a B-Feature in a B-Mod. Yeah. <laughs> Springfield. I'm never, ever going to let him live that down because I know. Man. <laughs> I know I'm never going to have to worry about setting fast time to show me, so I can talk shit if I want, <laughs> if I want to. <laughs> so... Well, we'll let this go. Kenton, thank you for coming down. Sorry it got started so late. Dylan, thanks for sitting in again while Austin's MIA. We'll see you later.